uh, Bushwick Bill. What about the accent? Do you want to talk about that with the, the Everclear? Sure. Why not? It was like this here. I started out the day drinking Everclear. Lots and lots of Everclear. Which is strong stuff. Yeah, it is, it is corn liquor. And then I moved up to E&J. Then when I went to the club, I had Crown Royal, Long Island Tea, and I had gin. Then, afterwards, I smoked me some weed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Was you know, I ain't going to lie about it because it's in Rolling Stones. It came out in the beginning of this month, and I said exactly that, so I ain't going to bite my tongue. You know what I'm saying? And when I came home, my girl was asleep, so I woke her up and told her to kill me because I wanted to die. I was tired of my life. She said she didn't want to shoot me, so I shot at her and my three-month-old baby first. Then I tried to beat her head in with a vacuum cleaner, but I missed. Then I gave her the gun and jumped at her, and when I see her hand reach the trigger, I put my eye in front of it. And as you can see, I'm a lot happier now, because God saw fit to spare me in spite of myself. So the wages of sin is death, but God saw fit to make me have more breath. How did you feel the next morning? I didn't feel nothing. That's the whole thing, too. After she shot me, I started laughing. And I looked in the mirror and said, look, there's a bullet in my eye. Technically, this is the closest record date to your birthday, so we're 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 gonna allow this. We're gonna we're we're gonna say this is your birthday celebration podcast. Sometimes we live in the reality where we pretend it's the day when the podcast uh-huh. is dropped. Yeah, that's in true. which case, bam, it's my birthday. Yeah, release date. You know that uh, song. Yeah, it's fucking. What do you five? Know, what do you need? Twelve in your fifties? We haven't gotten to our sixties yet, have we? I don't know. Timelines are gone. Are we forty yet? You get there first. Oh yeah, that's gonna happen here in a couple months. I can't wait. Are we? Are we that? It's gonna be. Oh, you're gonna be celebration. Oh shit! It's gonna be a huge celebration. I'm gonna call up all my friends. Man, I guess I'm coming up on that too. Oh god, we don't don't want to think about it. Don't want to bring it up. What's what's that gonna be like? There's gonna be gray pubes in my future. I'll tell you that much. That's got to be coming soon. You don't have those yet. Oh, oh no, no. It's oh Jesus. Still looking in my late teens down there. It's, I'd it's say real nice. Half my ball hairs are white. Oh, oh geez, like a Cruella Deville type thing you got going on. Kinda. Oh wow. That yeah. Sounds, that sounds lovely. Yeah. Maybe I should grow it out. You're right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just tease that shit. You've given me a lot to think about. Well, you know, we can't yeah. uh, can't just sit here and contemplate Killing our inevitable demises. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no, all no. times. Right, it's, yeah. yeah. We're supposed to be having a <clears throat> podcast here. Let's, sure. Let's, let's not wanna, get uh, too too deep in the do you want to do that physical stuff right here. Yeah, sure, sure. You. Okay. Uh, how was your Mother's Day uh, uh, yesterday? Did you, did you have a good Mother's Day? Uh, low key. You're just surrounded by moms Quiet. the whole, the whole moms, day. Moms so, everywhere, moms. just momming it up, high fiving. I tell you, momming it. I did a little bit of Mother's Day drinking yesterday. That's a good way to go and about it. 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 Didn't work out for me. I don't know what no? happened. I didn't. What do you mean? There was no Herculean effort or anything. Like I didn't drink any more than i would normally drink okay. on a night when i went out drinking for some reason it just fucking hit me like oh i was just sloppy drunk mm. and then today i was just like it was a whole lost day i don't even i don't know mm. what i did today did you i don't forget- i don't know how it's nighttime right now did you eat I didn't anything, do anything yesterday? today 
Yeah, I ate like a whole Domino's pizza. It was real scumbag. Oh, did you go for that Broadway style? No, no, I, 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 didn't, I didn't go Brooklyn? for that because uh, it was just the one size they got on that thing. I looked at it and I was like, yeah. well, that's too much pizza. And if no. I order that, I'm going to eat the entire pizza yeah. and I can't be doing that. Okay. I got to stick to that small thin crust because right. I know when that pizza shows up, the whole thing's gone. Like, well, ain't none of that surviving till tomorrow. That's not how it works. Next time, or if life starts to slow down back towards actual reality. Oh, man. Are we getting there? People, I, keep, people keep saying we're getting there. Hey, I'm fully vaxxed, bro. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm going to be as of tomorrow. I was so. walking around tongue-kissing homeless yeah, people I'm going to be licking celebration. everybody's eyeballs as yeah. soon as I see them. Yeah, you should. It's mm-hmm. good good for you. I got I to gotta tell you, uh, it seems like these kids... Oh, these kids. These kids are starting. The COVID's starting to spread around in the kids now. The COVID kids? Yeah, all these young kids. Like, it's been weeks since I've had a day at work where, like, the teens. Everybody who was supposed to be there has showed up. Like, everybody keeps going into, like, oh, somebody in my class had COVID, so now I got to get a test or be in quarantine. And I'm like, it's been like all year. Well, I never had a problem with the young people because I think all the old people are vaxxed now and the, the disease is starting to attack the children. No, the young kids Somebody are. What do you think of the children? The young kids are back at school and everybody's like, you don't got to wear a mask in Indiana anymore. Yeah, that's true. And it's like, well, you don't have to. But that was under the principle that like we all kind of took care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. But you're not. No, that hasn't been happening, yeah. apparently. Yeah. So, so anyways. Hey, guys. Coronavirus is still out there. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you. That's what I've learned. I'm not going to tell you to get a shot or not. But a uh, little bit of little bit of life lessons here. Oh, okay. If you don't feel well, yeah. stay home. Sure. Yeah, I had that problem. I had a I had a bus boy yeah. show up like last week and was just like, "Oh man, I feel like crap. My my brothers might have COVID. They're all getting tested for COVID today." I'm gonna I was have like, to ask you to leave, son. I was like, get the fuck out of here. What are you doing here, dipshit? Go, uh, go, leave. You you dumb idiot. You're worthless. You're less than nothing. What's keeping you here? You don't belong here! Why don't you just quit? Cause I got no place else to go! Oh man, it's too much action. Speaking of action, it's Baby Oil Blows in action. Extravaganza, shoot em up, kill em up, fry em up, cook em up, eat em up. All that stuff, yeah. Ah, I'm one half eat of your up. hosts. I am Matt O. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. With me as gonna be? always... He is the Noid to my little skeezer. Oh, fuck yeah. He is Nate Adams. Uh, ahoy, hoy, everybody. Um, yeah. You saw that they're bringing back that uh, Noid thing because they're like, we're bringing back the Noid because we're having robot delivery drones now. I was like, okay, I like that the Noid's back. Yeah. Is that robot delivery drone drone thing fucking self-driving car thing real? Why do they got that going? Are I, they lying about that? I think the Noid's taking it out. I, he's trying to take it they out. They threatened that car on us like four years ago. And sure, nothing yeah. Ever uh-huh. came it's it. like Amazon is going to have like yeah. helicopter drones dropping off packages. Yeah. I'm just like, are we really that close to happening where like Domino's is going to have robot delivery drivers if, in like fancy towns? If they That do, feels like the future right there. That's they, a real life future I'm, shit. I'm telling you right now, if they do, I'm going to be hacking into... Domino's delivery oh, cars. It's a great idea. Left and right. I've been sitting on these hacking skills for years now, not yeah. knowing what to do with them. Yeah. You put robot cars full of pizzas out there on the streets. Yeah. I'm eating free pizza every day. So, a little bit of foreshadow here. Oh, okay. You'd say you know computers? 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, I see. Uh, very your skill set, very tech savvy. Your skill set might come in handy later, Nate. Oh, okay, good. Uh, I look forward to whatever you've got on my plate. Yeah, that's what we call a tease in the industry. It's a very inside thing. You probably I'm don't sure, understand. I'm sure, everybody it. is at the the edge of their seats right now, w- yeah. waiting to see what it is we're going to talk about. Yeah, I know what we're going to talk Hopefully about. No, hopefully it's in the episode description. You Hopefully got a bunch. They know. You got a bunch of going into these things blind. Yeah, it's a birthday roast. You got a bunch of Collins, uh, Tom Rock, and uh, Ivo Cobra. Oh. We're gonna like do some funny things. Like this is what we hate about you, yeah, Matt. That, but that, we really that love door you over there is about you. to burst open. Everybody is uh, oh. waiting out in the garage. Right, with balloons and stuff. Oh, turn. Yeah. <laughs> it's a uh, uh, hey hey hey. Uh, oh oh no! I left the car running. I I think they're all dead out there. We're better for it. Yeah, it was going to be a nice surprise. Uh, Tom Rock, we hardly knew ye. (laughs) Rest in peace. R.I.P.D. I I flew all the way in from Slovenia, that Ivo Kovrits. That's a shame. (laughs) Going home in a pine box. Didn't see that one coming. Well, now the feds are involved. It's international. Oh, no. no. Crime tape all over Baby Oil and Blow Studios. Oh, God. Might be the end of the podcast. Hurry, uh, uh, toss to the thing that we do, because we need money fast for lawyers. Okay, let's get into the rundown here of our movie of the week. Uh, The rundown is just brought to us by the Noid this week, I think. Okay. Avoid the Noid and uh, order, order your Domino's Brooklyn style pizzas if you're a fatty. Uh, yeah. The, the small thin crust if you're trying to keep your calories for getting blind drunk on Mother's Day. Or get the small thin crust and then you just get that brookie with it. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. That duh. fucking half cookie, half brownie thing yeah. they got going on. Yeah. Hell yeah. It's a good Hell thing. Hell yeah. Got diarrhea just thinking about it. I get it all the time. Both of those, diarrhea and the brookie. There's nine pieces. I usually eat six. Oh, <laughs> wow. That's. It's got to make a lot of poop. There's no way that doesn't just turn into a lot of poop. You'd be amazed. Uh, our month-long marathon going on. Is, yeah. Uh, we've been calling it Why Can't We Be Friends? A treat us on the Buddy Cop movies. We're talking about Buddy Cop movies. Buddy Cop. All goddamn month long. And uh, this week we got a we got a real treat. We got a real weird one here. The rundown is of 1997's Night Vision. Night Vision. This is a film Deserves with a very respectable 93-minute runtime. Mm. Keeping it right around that hour and a half fucking mark. I wish I, I could love get, it. I wish I could get a 93-minute cut of night swimming. I think you'd get around like minute 45 or something. I think I think you might get sick of, of no. REM. No, there's no way. You might, you might never want to see Michael Stipe's stupid face again. Mm, that's fair. This is a film that had a budget of who fucking knows. Probably There's like no info about this movie out there. I would say rough estimate uh-huh. 87 million. This is a movie that Just grossed. A, yeah. Once again, who knows? This is this film doesn't even have a Wikipedia page. I'd say That's how under the radar this fucking thing is. I would say the the comeback on that 83 million dollar investment 278. What do you, what do you think million. Amazon Prime is paying for the rights to uh to stream night vision yearly <laughs> to uh, Fred Williamson and whoever else about like $3 yeah, and some odd $3 sense. and some odd cents. We'll yeah. say them and Tubi TV are both streaming. So we'll say this thing at least brought in about like seven, $8. Hell yeah. Just, just stream That's along. a success. So, big success. Um, Director of this film is a director that we've uh, we've seen his work before. Yeah, we have. This is Gil Bettman of Never Too Young to Die fame. Oh, yeah. Directed only a small handful of things, and somehow we've stumbled into watching two of them. Yeah. He's also worked on uh, we do here? the Beetleborgs, I Ooh, think. Is that, uh, a, lot of, a lot of these people uh, that were involved in this film worked on all those uh, Saban 
Oh, sure. Kung fu like, shows uh, of the late Power 90s. Rangers type yeah. things. So yeah. I was gonna, the Beetleborgs I was picturing as being yeah. some sort of like cartoon where like robot aliens come and they're modeled loosely after the personalities of the Beatles. No. That's, oh, I like that. Yeah, that sounded good to me. Imagine instead if you mixed uh, it was it was Mighty Morphin Power Rangers for the Beetlejuice crowd. Oh. <laughs> Three typical average kids inside a haunted mansion. Just by chance, Frida goes to make them Beetleborgs. <laughs> The goth kids have to have their uh, yeah karate shows too. Yes, I like that. That sounds good. To All me. inclusive. Stars of this film, The Night Vision, uh, Fred Williamson. He's, he's wearing a lot of hats here. Producer, yeah. star, this mm-hmm. is, got his fingerprints all over this thing. All over it. He's playing Dakota Daxmith. Mm-hmm. He's a miserable old drunk and a cop, a motorcycle cop. Yeah, and you a cool guy. Fred Williamson from being an exploitation film legend. Yes. He played the title character Boss N-Word he in did. the movie Boss N-Word. They call him Boss. He played Spear Chucker Jones and MASH. This guy. I don't see what's wrong with that. that a lot of offensive uh, things back in the oh, 70s. Oh, uh, oh. He was the ogre I just, I just in uh, that weird Italian movie, 1990 mm, Bronx Warriors. No, that was that white guy. He's also in... Uh, Revenge of the Nerds. In Bloodsport. Yeah. Ogre who played Ogre. That's yeah. right. Uh, he was Frost in From Dusk Till Dawn. Oh, hell yeah. Robert Rodriguez movie that was all the rage in the yeah. late 90s. And Quentin Tarantino owed him that deal. We got a cop here, and we're doing a buddy cop month, so we're going to need mm. another cop is, is what we're going we're gonna to need to Probably round out this cops. film. And uh, we got one. Oh. We got, speaking of karate things, we what? got a karate movie legend here. Who? Cynthia Rothrock is oh, in this movie. wow. Playing Kristen O'Connor. A karate cop. Oh, wow. She played the title character, China O'Brien, in China O'Brien. Which one? All of them. Nice. She played the character, Billy Blake, in the Martial Law series. Ooh, which one? Full of those. All of them. <laughs> nice. B-movie martial arts legend and a tiny blonde woman. Did you say B-movie? Yeah, that's right. Uh, that's, you're gonna, C? You're gonna, <laughs> C for China double, O'Brien. Double D. Double D movie, nice. You know I see what you did there. That's nice. Uh, acting legend Robert Forster is in oh, this yeah. movie for some reason. Some gravitas. Playing a character named Teak Taylor. That's a cool name. Uh, it's huh? really cool. And then the opening credits. Yeah, hey, doing it's me, Teak Taylor. You got the and credit and Robert Forster as Teak Taylor. Yeah, you did. <laughs> they were get framing that. it as if like, yeah. oh man, who's who are they going to get to play Teak Taylor? That Teak character. Taylor. I know and love. Uh, he's also a cop. He was yep. a cop also in the completely awesome creature feature Alligator. Yep. He was Eddie Marino in the completely awesome vigilante film Vigilante. Mm-hmm. He stole all of our hearts as Max Cherry, the bail bondsman in Jackie Brown, mm. which I think he got an Oscar nomination for. Yes. And came out the fucking same year as this goddamn movie. Yeah. yeah. He had his breakout like career resurgence fucking thing the same time he was like... Maybe even like the same week he was fucking slumming it. Probably. Slumming fucking night visions. Probably. That's weird. Yeah. Acting world is weird. He also plays Tim Allen's dad in The Last Man Standing. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. That's a good way to cap off a, 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 a storied career. Illustrious yeah. career, yeah. 
Bushwick Bill. Is Hell yeah. Playing Newt, a uh, top hat wearing midget. R.I.P.D. Hangs around. To Bushwick Bill. Hangs around the movie a lot. He, of course, uh, is a member of famed rap group The Ghetto Boys. Yep. And apparently an actor for at least a week here. He acted in a handful of okay. things. Okay, oh wow. It's like we got a Bushwick Bill fan over here. You gotta be. Robert Prentice is the bad guy in this in this film. The video stalker. Uh-huh. This is a guy who played only very small roles in other oh. things, but generally in very awesome movies. Oh, okay. He played the character Drug Dealer Ooh. in Blind Fury, oh, which we watched. It's a great one. He played the character Mobster Number One okay. in Stone Cold, another great oh, film that we watched. Oh, wasn't And he played a, a character named White Boy Number Two oh, no. in the film Dark Angel, a.k.a. I Come in Peace. <sighs> Touch them all. Which I'm sure is a, day, is a movie that we're going to watch one of these days for this podcast. <laughs> he is. That's a feel-good favorite. Is, uh, this son of a gun's already a yeah. baby oil and bull... Ba- baby oil and black came to the name three bagger sneakily putting yeah. together a hall of fame career this guy's about to just be a grand slam champion soon tagline of this film no tagline it, it didn't get advertised anywhere so, oh. so nobody ever had to come up with a tagline oh. for it i guess i'll come up with one plot synopsis though oh okay you're uh, gonna come up with one uh, yeah the tagline free right. wallet right here uh, leave me alone I, I told you i'm not drunk that's a pretty good one yeah. that's gonna get me in the theater right there there you go Plot synopsis of this film. A psycho serial killer who videotapes each of his bloody conquests is on the loose. And it's up to alcoholic motorcycle cop, Dak, and his new tough-as-nails partner, Kristen, to bring him to justice. Yeah. But as the body count increases, so does the danger. There we go. Fucking spring break. Birthday party, motherfucker! Now you're fucking fired up. Get no. your titties out. No, you heard the rap horn. We're not covering the Fred Williamson, Gary Busey classic South Beach. Oh, man. I've, <laughs> I haven't seen that joint. That's not, that does sound like a classic. I think it's... Put that one on the fucking watch list. Might be the same director or writer oh. as this oh, film. This, so, guy, you know. this guy might be one Cheer of my up. favorite filmmakers, and I've until recently was not aware of his existence. Yeah, I did a deep dive on the uh, director and writer, and uh, they did a lot of weird things of weird over the things. years. Probably a lot of things that showed up on like USA's Up All Night yeah. back in uh, the 80s and 90s. Which one of them... Like. It's the director. We talked about it last time. Mm-hmm. He he uh, did some directing for the uh, WMAC Masters. Oh series. wow, yeah. yeah. We've had a few people uh, who got up, credits yeah. on that legendary well, Saturday morning launched a lot of show. Yeah, it seemed a like lot a, of careers. Kind of like the Roger Corman of its day, just launching launching storied careers. People right aren't talking about it enough. From Universal Studios, Florida, it's WMAC Masters. They're the world's greatest martial artists competing for the ultimate prize. Olympus, the machine, superstar, red dragon, great wolf, tiger claw, yin yang man, tsunami, star warrior, turbo. Their quest, reach full dragon belt, then go for the dragon star itself. The World Martial Arts Council presents WMAC Masters. Bullet Points is the next part of this podcast. This is where we dig into our notes. We read off all the bullet points, the things we wrote down when we were watching the film. Matt, let's get into it. What was your first bullet point when you were watching this this fine movie? Let's just say Tony Hawk, Yogi Berra, George... Uh, 
Carlson. Oh my god. Uh, there are a lot uh, of names. Uh, uh, fucking, I fell off of it already. Emilio Estevez. Oh. You know, myself. Uh huh. We're not the only ones celebrating a birthday this day. Oh, we're not? Who else is? Fred Williamson. Oh, yeah, that's right. It uh, very appropriately does open up with a birthday celebration. Yeah. This is a crazy birthday themed episode. I feel it like is. all the stars have aligned. Right. A lot of big birthdays. Just a sad man eating a Twinkie with one candle stuck in it. Yeah. Just looking wistfully into the distance. This guy's got a, a sadder life than us, it seems like. Uh, yeah. Also, yeah. So, so, so the music's very dramatic. It's very uh-huh. 90s erotic thriller. Yeah. Um, the title card looks like it's like the title card of like a Sega CD game, I would say. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. So there's a lot going on. Like this, this movie is a vibe like, yeah. right away. So this is all going on in the opening credits. Right. Sad Twinkie eating. We learn that Robert Forster's in this movie as uh, Teak Taylor. Right. We're going back and forth now between Fred Williamson on his motorcycle, just like going just cruising places. Cruising around the city, really. And some weird like... Uh, Watching like some sex. Computer hacking stuff going on. Yeah. There's a guy who's got like a big, like, uh, looks like just sort of like a TV news van set up or something. He's got yeah. a terminal. He's playing a lot of uh, homemade porno tapes. A lot of sex. We get we get our first pair of tits right here. Titties in and the prayer. Opening credit. Right in the opening like credits. Titties in the credits. Pixelated, gritty VHS titties. But, Still you know, counts. It's credit titties. Like, you can see them clear as day. Yeah, you can see them. They're black and white on a little monitor, but they're there. Yeah. So, yeah. This we're going to learn is our killer. What he does is he videotapes people having sex. Yeah. And then he kills them. So, you know, we're setting it all up here. You're just, you're just like, hey, we got, a, we got a story we're going to tell. But you just sit back and relax. You're not going to have to do much work. We're going to get a lot of it done in a montage. Here. He's like, speaking of stories, I title this film The Life and Death of Elizabeth Richards. Yeah. That's a very dramatic sounding title. But we're going to learn that this guy has a flair for the dramatic. You could, did you just call him a gay? Uh, I was wondering. Okay, he's, he was. Yeah, I was. Right? My gaydar yeah. was going off, but we never yeah. address it. And he seems to be very upset at women. So I was like, gay people aren't that upset at women. I think. I think this was predicting the rise of They're incel culture women. here oh! in 1997. This movie and this character might have invented huh. incels. Huh. I thought also very ahead of its time with this whole revenge porn angle, yeah. where he's yeah. like filming. Bitches fucking and then being like, I'm going we'll to publicly release yeah. your shit. Yeah. This is all before the fucking cell phone. Yeah. This Let's... movie's inventing a lot of, a lot of sleazy shit that there's, would come to There's come some to more be. things that I want to dive into oh, about okay. what they, they yeah. tap okay. into. Yeah, and, yeah. So well, right, we'll, right away, though, we'll we want you it. to know that yeah. this movie... Forward-thinking you know, film. Forward-thinking film. They got a lot of ideas. Uh, Fred Williamson and his wife, co-producers yeah. here. So I don't know how much is coming out of their weird lives, but sure. probably some of it. Probably a lot. Some of it. Probably most. There, there's a scene somewhere in this montage where Williamson just pulls an illegal left turn and almost causes a huge traffic accident. Yeah. Very casually. And then flips him the bird. <laughs> flips flips everybody. He almost killed the bird. And yeah. It's like, all right. He's a fucking cool cop. asshole cops. We're, mm-hmm. we're getting into it right here. He's a cool cop uh-huh. here. So once the credits are over... We we get a little bit of a kidnapping. Oh, we're gonna see the mo of this fucking killer guy. What what, what he does right away? I wrote down. Uh, there's a rape van stalking a woman, mm-hmm. and it's got Texas plates on it. Yeah, we're in Texas. There's some sleazy shit probably gonna happen. Yeah, because sleazy shit happens in Texas. They're chasing the girl around the parking lot. It's mm-hmm. a little cat and mouse. Yeah, that's right. And then it gets a little she, more. She senses yeah. back of her. Hairs on the back of her neck are standing up. Hairs on like, the what's that rape van doing? Back of her vagina. I think some rapey stuff's up. about to happen to me. Yeah. 
Our cat and mouse gets a little more aggressive to where the van's just chasing her around the parking That's lot right. now. Uh-huh. She like sheds clothes to sure. speed up. She, like, tries to run her down, but she, like, hits the floor and is, like, under yeah, the van at one yeah, point. Yeah, and that's what I was getting at. Like, she gets run over? Yeah, I was like, did, Question did mark? she get run over? Yeah. Or did she just fucking, like, drop down quick enough? Because she didn't seem to be hurt. And I was like, are these people trying to kill her with the van, or are they trying to kidnap her? They're coming a little aggressive. I guess we got to pull back the curtain a little bit right here, because the reason Nate and I are presenting this as a question to you, the audience, uh-huh. is because later in this film... There's a lot of uh, things that aren't edited that should have been edited. <laughs> I feel like they were playing fast and loose when they were making yeah. this movie, Matt. Which means, was she supposed to get run over? There was over, a lot of stuff she that was down? just getting figured out in the okay. moment. Yeah. yeah. Here's but our, you know, she here's doesn't die. First. She rolls out from under the van, and then uh, the, the side door is confused as us. Open very, very quickly and suddenly, and then she gets tasered right yeah. through her stylish silk shirt. Tased! Felt very 1997 to me. I remember, I remember a lot of silk shirts going on in this era. Yeah. He's lucky he got a good connection. If you're going to tase somebody, you want them to wear tighter clothes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of times this, this with looser. This is a flowy blouse yeah. for, for With sure. looser clothes. The prong of the taser can get caught in the fabric and mm, not the skin. You don't skin. want that, no. And then you're not going to have that complete t- tase art. the person, not the shirt. Don't fear, though. If you ever shoot the two prongs and you get one that attaches and one that doesn't Uh to complete the circuit you can then just come in with a dry stun right and then you can close out the circuit between the Uh two it works well dry stun sounds like a gross sex move or something yeah hell yeah and winning winning dry stunder winning dry gave her that dry stun just shoved my thumb pad right in there walk right for a week that's right the dry stun (laughs) next scene after this kidnapping fred williamson pulls up to a liquor store he comes in hot on his motorcycle and just like fucking burns out right in front of these bums in yeah. a trash can fire yeah. for no reason just fucking freaks all these bums out by coming in at like 100 miles an hour and just hitting to, his brakes real so let him know that he's got a motorcycle this guy's got a lot of attitude mm-hmm. i like that uh these bums have a trash can fire going on right outside this liquor store yeah it seems like the owner would be shooing those people away if I, had, if I had an establishment ah. and people were establishing trash can fires in my parking lot, I might be running them out of there. It's not good for business. But what if you monitored the kind of hobos you were getting and they were just good timey singing around That's the true. garbage these, these can, take you back kind of guys, yeah. you know? If it was a, a Stallone brother right. and his uh, homies, I'd probably let him hang out. And also we learned that this guy's kind of got a live and let live attitude, yeah. this uh, liquor store owner, because the first thing Fred Williamson sees when he comes through the, the front door is that this guy's just got porn clippings, yeah. <laughs> just loose pornography yeah. uh, t- taped up on the wall inside of his business all around the place. So. It's like they say... So it's that kind of place. It's like they say in France, say lavy. That's right. Trash can fires, loose porn clippings, you know, whatever gets you through the day. This is... Yeah. Uh, so uh, this is they do a little banter here, and you see they're like, "Oh, this guy is, uh, knows the liquor store owner very well. They seem to have a rapport." Mm-hmm. And uh, huh, they they drop the name of the movie here. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, it's they just, do. The the line that Williamson delivers is yeah. like, oh, it gives you better night, night vision. vision. <laughs> like, they really highlight it. And night I'm just like, vision, what gives you vision. better night vision? What are you even talking about? The sentence you just know. said didn't even make any sense. No. And there was no reason for you to shoehorn the title of the movie into this. And also, why is it even called that? It's just him saying the word night vision in this nonsensical sentence right here. Well, not. Is he really the only thing to do with night vision in this entire movie? Yeah, when I was walking... It's a weird title. When I was walking the little lady through the premise of the film... Oh, the, how'd you have that uh, turn out? I was like, eh, there's a serial killer and he films his victims. Uh-huh. And she's like, oh, he uses night vision. And I was like, no. No. No, why do you no, think No, he that? doesn't. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. Why would you uh-huh. think that? Yeah, she's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, so Robert Forster shows up. This Hell is a yeah. well-trafficked... Uh, liquor store apparently yeah. as, as far as the uh the boys in blue are concerned this right. is where we're all going and this is where the first indication we get that uh fred williamson's just a degenerate alcoholic because yeah. he's like there better not be any booze in that bag blah 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 yeah. turns out he's just buying twinkies and root beer though so he's in the clear yep. the fucking chief has not you know caught him drinking again but from this point on, I don't think there's a single scene in the entire movie where, where somebody's not accusing somebody, him. Yeah, someone yeah. doesn't remind us that uh, he's a drunk. Dak Dakota is a miserable drunk or a Skid Row cop. <laughs> Fucking people just talk about him like he's a real piece of shit the, throughout this entire movie, and like he just seems like a pretty cool dude. Like yeah. we never see him doing anything scumbaggy. No, but everybody's just like, "Ah, oh, Dakota, you disgusting scumbag! What yeah. kind of gross shit are you into now?" If they're not calling this guy by his first name no joke he's referred to as either some form of alcoholic Mm -hmm, whether it's recovering or otherwise (laughs) or he's just referred to as a skid row cop it's not a flattering picture no not i'm just like this is a pretty unflattering role that williamson crafted for himself when he put up the money to make this fucking movie Uh, i'm really going against character in this one Uh So uh, Forrester lets him know that there's a new chief, and he's not a guy that fucking old Dak's going to get a, get nope. along with. So he's, you better fucking get along. Yeah. You better fucking lay low, or it's going to be right. your ass. He I'll tells s- him, you got bad knees. Yeah. Your file's as thick as your dick. Your file's as thick as and your dick. And they pay you three times they pay a rookie. I think we all know if he was a real Chicago cop, he probably would have said it. The file's as thick as your cack. Just tremendous delivery. And <laughs> I'm just thinking to myself, why is Robert Forster in this movie? Robert Forster is far too good to be in this movie. He's, he's acting up a storm. First scene here. All I could think to myself was, has he ever been in a cop movie with, uh, oh, Jesus, his name's slipping me now, other famous Chicago cop. Um, uh, turned actor Dennis Farina. Sure, Dennis Farina. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. They, they hey, be- it's me. I'm a cap. I'm Dennis Farina. No, I'm a cap, asshole. I'm Robert Forster. Hopefully that uh that ha- we'll have to dig into their wikis because that sounds like a good one. Yeah. Once the uh, you know CG tech gets a couple more, we could just right. bring them back to life. I I'd, think I'd call just the movie, movie "I'm a Cop," and it's where they're both undercover cops, uh-huh. kind of like Tango and Cash. Oh, where it's I like, like it. yeah. oh, you you kind of got in my way, but it's both of them just being like, I'm. I'm a cat. No, I'm a cat. I like I like the idea of Dennis Farina being undercover. Yeah, <laughs> like like anybody's not yeah. gonna know that guy's a cop the second he walks in. I, I think door. he plays like a bookie or a dago in a no, couple yeah, of that movies. Could work. That you know, could work for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah, I just gotta have a right story. Bookies that generally have scummy mustaches like that. There you go. My uh, memories of being taken to my dad's OTB. bookie when I was a child. Yeah, it was a pretty shady uh, shady spot. 
Yeah, I'm surprised you don't just carry around a rolled up newspaper swatting it all the time. I could. I mean, it was just like a, a program from the track. Yeah. I don't know, they bulldozed the racetrack I used to go to, though. I'm gonna have to. We'll find you. We'll one. find. We'll find me a racetrack. Yeah. I'm gonna get get me some cigars, like a like a Dakota. Yeah. I'm gonna get myself a rolled up fucking program. It's gonna be good for me. Yeah. Matt, there's some more titties in this next scene what? right here because. We're inside of the rape van now, and the abducted girl's having all of her clothes scissored off of her. Yeah. While we hear the killer guy saying a bunch of weird religious shit as he's just scissoring, scissoring off her bra and then getting those titties out. Yeah. Um, the, the van stops, and he says, you won't be needing these anymore. And he throws her clothes out, and I'm like, he does. she's not going to be needing her clothes. What's he have planned for her? You generally you need clothes in most situations. Sex or death oh, or both. God, I, I think guess. I think probably both is going to happen. Which yeah. Things aren't looking good for this girl. Is my point. Lucky for her, Fred Williamson isn't drunk. I don't think in this scene. Maybe I don't no, know. He's doing some motorcycle yeah. racing. There's some smooth R and B going on yeah. the uh, soundtrack. Yeah. He's uh yelling at some people in a limo out on the highway who are doing that fun limo thing where you stand We're up standing and in a put limo. your Put your head through the the sunroof. You got all that room in a limo. Why do you want to stand out that tiny sunroof? Yeah, I agree. I got to stretch my shit out. Yeah. Also, other cars have sunroofs. Yeah, I got a sunroof in my car. Yeah. I could stick my head out of it whenever I want. And you know what? I never do. Ted stuck his head right out the uh, sunroof of my dad's 88 Thunderbird Turbo Coupe. His white how, socks how, hat. How Ted Sr. feel about that? He wasn't excited. Oh, I lost that socks Ted hat. lost the socks hat and it got ran over in my old Ah, oh, Jesus. We had, had to a, pay 40 bucks for that hat at Lids. 20. <laughs> he, the old man had to run in the middle of the street to get it. Affordable hat. You know? You remember, is that still a thing? Did people still collect sports hats? Yeah, I think Back so. Back in the 90s, that was definitely a thing. I yeah. knew a lot of kids who had sports hat collections. Oh, yeah. Now it's about fits. Because they make the is that what they're they make team hats in every color now. Okay, so you okay. can get whatever team you're into in whatever color oh, to represent whatever wardrobes and stuff. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. that's a that's oh, a, yeah. that's, a, that's a little bit feminine, if you ask me. I don't know how comfortable I am with that's that trend. What people are doing. So as he's doing his motorcycle policing, uh, Fred Williamson is like, "Is that a rape van over there? Seems like I'm getting rape van yeah. vibes. Are that, it, is that a bra hanging out of the side door of that rape mm. van?" Mm. Now I'm definitely thinking it's a rape van. I'm I better pull, this guy pull these fucking people over. Make sure there's no rapings happening in there. And from the previous scene, we know that there is rapings yeah. happening in there, Matt. So his cop instincts are right on. As he's copping and approaching that van, uh-huh. two sets of arms mysteriously appear from underneath the van. So are you talking about the person laying under the van that I don't know if we're supposed to know is oh, there? Oh, you not, noticed or- that too. I think that's just like a PA holding the doors open. That is somebody just... For some reason, they think like we're not going to see the person under there who's no. in clear view. Yeah. They're just holding the doors open with right. their hands. What the fuck is happening in this yeah. scene? It's a good misdirection for us and Fred Williamson because... He, he clearly acts like he doesn't see this person who's in plain sight. I know, so I think I that know. person's not supposed to be there. I guess it's a misdirection for How us. How many drugs were happening on set when this fucking movie was being made? <sighs> they think you could just have a guy under a van very visibly holding the door open and nobody's going to notice. Maybe all the cracks about sobriety on this movie are about like the cast just like yeah, tongue in cheek being fucking... like, yeah, we were drunk 24-7. That's right. You point a finger at somebody, there's three pointing back at you is what's going on One here. up at God, whatever that That's means. Right. Yeah. 
Uh, so what happens when he comes up to this door that's being held open by somebody laying under the van is uh, he's surprised to just be shotgunned point right. blank range in the chest. Yeah. Just right in his chest from about four inches away. Right. I think he's dead here. I think the movie's I thought over. so. Yeah. Yeah. Like a seven minute movie here. It was yeah. breezy in and out. Titties. There's Robert Forster. It was pretty uh, good. I guess he's wearing a bulletproof vest. Oh, okay. Like, Makes sense as a cow. Bulletproof vests, but a point blank range shotgunning. Uh, you still probably are going to. Probably gonna be dead from that. Must just been some scatter shot. Yeah. Okay. You know? So he's okay though, because the the van yeah. pulls out. He burns out. Burns out. He, he gets back on his motorcycle and he's like, "I'm gonna go chase this fucking thing." Better give chase. We get a pretty serious fucking chase going on here, which is hilarious because yeah. the entire chase happens uh, just on a completely empty stretch of completely highway. Completely <laughs> closed. Not another single car that appears yeah. anywhere. Like or clearly they just had to shut down a stretch of highway to. Film this, but either did not have the budget or the foresight to like. You think we should probably get a couple other cars to be on the road so that it looks remotely real and natural that this midday chase is happening? Or how about on a road that's not completely fucking deserted in the middle of a city? Here's another uh, bit of movie magic for you. Hey, how should we just frame this instead? Oh, I don't know. How, Instead of showing the miles of nothing behind us, maybe uh-huh. we should just do it all from the side, yeah, and then sure, you can't yeah. really tell. Nice just side shot. Real tight and close on our two vehicles. This isn't just a 20-foot stretch of road that we're driving up and down over and over again, uh, I assure you. No, this no, This is a no, real no, no. chase happening. This is real. So what happens is the driver of this van pulls out a fucking grenade launcher and starts right? shooting grenades while he at the motorcycle cop while he drives, yeah. which is fucking awesome. Fred Williamson's swerving yeah. right and left, just fucking avoiding grenades. And his best cool action scene. The best thing is whenever the grenades hit uh-huh. in front of Fred's uh, bike, that's right. They're huge, just pieces of explosive uh-huh. that were set up on the ground. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know how else to explain that. No, yeah. It's, uh, you know, we're maybe seeing a little bit too much of the behind the scenes here. But, you know, these people, like I said, they're playing fast and loose. This is is, is real rogue filmmaking here. It's got a down and dirty aesthetic. I appreciate it. He, our killer keeps shooting at Fred. Fred keeps shooting at the van. There's a there's a news chopper that's yeah, caught wind of that's this. Right. This is where we first meet blonde news lady. Who oh, seems yeah. like a real ambulance chaser. Jamie Paulson. She's looking for a juicy story, and I don't know that she has I'm news journalistic credibility. Jamie Paulson. She seems like a real tabloid bitch, is what I'm saying. Yeah, she did. She didn't. Uh, she becomes important later on. So just oh. remember oh, okay. blonde news anchor lady. She is a character. <clears throat> yeah. Does they get, get grenades shot at the helicopter or <laughs> they go grenade free? He there's a police helicopter as well. Mm-hmm. The serial killer shoots in the direction of the police helicopter. Okay, okay. And the police helicopter's like, oh, nerds to this. And that's when the news helicopter's like, we don't care. We're badass renegades. Uh-huh, yeah. We'll get in there that's close. Right. That's why I was getting vibes. I was like, this yeah. chick doesn't care about the safety of anyone. Right, right. So uh, am I crazy or did this scene end with... That's a lot of gold! Uh, Fred Williamson getting exploded by a grenade, which then made him and his motorcycle catch on fire, and then while on fire, he ramped off of the end of the highway, and then Keep going. we saw his motorcycle explode? Only for the motorcycle to be slightly burned, but otherwise okay in the very next scene. And him just not being around? Correct. All right. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I'm not crazy. All. No, you got all it that all. happened. Yeah. He started very... on fire, yeah. ramped off a highway. Correct. His motorcycle exploded. Yeah, you could see the ramp. 
And then just in the next scene, he's, with no explanation, alive and in his apartment. Right. That, that really happened to this movie, But correct? don't forget, they did show his motorcycle immediately yes. after, after the explosion. Slightly charred. 100% intact, though. Yes. Okay, I, there are so many points in watching this movie. This is the second time I've seen this movie nice. in like the last month. Nice. Just because I randomly came across it. It was just like, what is this insane movie I'm watching? I'm getting this on the baby oil and blow yeah. fucking schedule ASAP. I need to talk about this movie with somebody People... so I can be sure that it's not just a fever dream right. I'm having. Right. I might be a poor choice of character, but you know. <laughs> I at least had the same fever dream you had, yeah, sir. Okay, yeah. So um, there's also a scene here where the rape van just drops off uh, a body rolled up in a carpet with a porno tape stuck to it. Oh, think, yeah. And just in just some random parking lot. It's somewhere. a news station. Oh, it's lot. the news station. Yeah. Okay, because like some security guard finds it, and I didn't I didn't catch where it was. I was like, did they just drop her that bitch off yeah. rolled up in a carpet in a random fucking parking lot? But no, okay, he's giving it to the news yeah. crew. This, guy, a, this guy wants this killer. He wants all eyes on him. Right. He's a bit of a, a Tupac spotlight fan. hog. He's, oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, that's he's, two. He's a drama queen. Right. All eyes on me. Next is uh, Bushwick oh, we're Bill. Bushwick Bill. Hell yeah. This is where we learn that there's some sort of community outreach center or something for like... Real skid row cases, and Fred Williamson seems to live there. Yeah, it's a halfway house. But he's got, like, a real nice, like, an entire floor of this building apartment set up, it seems like. Uh, he's a cop. It's a nice spot. We keep saying yeah. that he's on skid row, and I'm like, he's living in a real nice place, it seems like. This isn't exactly skid row. It's a, it's a halfway house, you know? It is a halfway house. Yeah. Bushwick Bill is there, just hanging out in a top hat, uh, yep. watching watching some TV. A couple of cops, a couple of dickhead cops, are like, yeah. hey, we're here to uh, find Dakota, Dak, because uh, inexplicably in the previous scene, he exploded while on fire and ramped off a highway, and uh, so we, we need to find where the fuck he is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't, don't really understand why that happened. Is he here at the place where he lives? Like, why didn't he come talk to us, the police that he worked for That's afterwards? Right, yeah, There's uh, a lot of questions. So they show up, they yeah. barge into his place. This is the first scene we get with mm-hmm. Fred Williamson's just hanging out in his chonies. Mm-hmm. He's just, his knees all taped up. He's, yep. he's in his fucking man panties, just hanging out in his apartment. Mm-hmm. And instantly, these guys just start talking about what a scumbag drunk right. he is and how bad it stinks in this place. Yeah. How he's just really stunk this place up. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, once again, Again, Fred Williamson, producer of this film, right. has just really gone out of his way to give himself a character that's a degenerate just scumbag. Memorable. Just, everybody talks about how much he sucks and how much he stinks. Yeah. It's uh, pretty awesome. I also love how, like, even though his clothes are a little dated, he's yeah. always very clean and put Aye, together. He seems put together, but right. the but characters of this film, otherwise. they disagree. Yeah. They disagree. Sure us otherwise. So they let us know here, like, hey, dude. Hey, uh, asshole. Turns out that whole van thing you had going on yeah. yesterday or this morning or whatever, I don't know, there was a murder that happened. Yeah. A lady was dropped off, rolled up in a rug. We matched the bullet in her head to your fucking gun. You yeah. pulled some cowboy shit, and you accidentally killed the fucking kidnapped hostage lady instead of the bad guys you degenerate scumbag and they also let us know oh by the way our boss is mahoney and you famously had a falling out mahoney you guys aren't best friends so basically we're gonna bully you now williamson won't have it he grabs the white guy by the throat he's like i'm gonna strangle you to death right here in my underwear where it stinks 
other guy, this is this is like a one duo of buddy cops, I guess. Black guy and white guy. Yeah. Black guy puts a gun to the back of Williams' head and is just like, "Yo, Dakota, I'm gonna blow your fucking brains out here in your apartment." And Fred Williamson's like, "You raise a good point. Uh-huh. I'm gonna let go of this white guy so that I can brandish my iron uh-huh. and stick it in your face." Which he does. Pull the trigger till it goes click. It's fucking pretty badass. So. The cops don't like this guy. No. The criminals don't like this guy. He's a scumbag and a drunk. Yeah, everybody's on edge. Oh, man. Cynthia Rothrock shows up in the movie. Yeah, China O'Brien. She's at the police station. It's her first day or whatever. Right. We learn that she's been bumped down to patrol after she just shot and murdered an armed person. Yeah. There's a lot of just casual mentions of our hero characters here shooting and murdering people on accident, which sort of uh, another thing prophetic. Not to say that uh, only recently cops started shooting and murdering mm-hmm. people, but it's it's only recently that it's really been on everybody's minds so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here in 1997, this movie was saying like, oh no, you, you yeah. guys know the cops shoot and murder unarmed people all the time, right? Killing people. We're inventing things right and left in this movie. Is what's uh, why did did uh why did Fred Williamson have they said yet why his character got busted down to motorcycle patrol? Um, I think it's something to do with his dead partner and his falling out with Mahoney. Okay. Like he yeah. took a shot he shouldn't have taken and like yeah. ended up getting his partner killed or something. Uh, no, no. Oh, yeah. oh, no. They talk about it later. I remember now. But either way, him, they, and, him and Rothrock are going back and forth. They're like yeah. calling each other quick draw McGraw and yeah. stuff. Just generally laughing about how they both accidentally murdered people in, my, on the, while on the job. My question to you is, uh-huh. it, it's obvious to everyone how much of a drunk Fred Williamson is. Uh huh. Yeah. Sure. Everybody on the department knows. Yeah. Uh huh. Why did they make him a motorcycle <laughs> cop then, Nate? Because it's not even just like uh, he is in recovery, sort of. But like everybody's just like, "Are you drunk right now?" Like they always expect him to be drunk. And I'm like, "What? How many times do you have to show up to your motorcycle cop yeah. job?" clearly drunk before they're like okay you're just not allowed to be a cop anymore and, <laughs> yeah motorcycle cop seems like the worst thing to put the drunk guy on yeah it's like if that drunk guy that works at the jewel that we know got fired from the jewel and uh-huh. the jewel is like now nah, you have to go deliver nate or pizzas for nate yeah, that's right it's like well why that makes no sense why would you want to do too that too drunk to bag groceries uh gonna need you to start being a professional stunt man yeah. now we gonna need to drive busting around. you down to jumping ramps on a dirt bike <laughs> Uh, only but Dakota here, he lets, he lets Rothrock know, uh, what's the big deal? So you shot the scum. Yeah. People like that deserve to be off the streets. That's right. Yes, unarmed people deserve to be shot by cops. This is, right. this is what this movie's telling us. Yeah. I, I agree. This is when Forster mm-hmm. comes up to him and he's like, oh, are you drunk or are you sober? Yeah. Here, why don't you take some breath mints? Because your fucking breath You fucking stinks. smell. You yeah, scumbag. You Fred drunk Williamson. old asshole. You gross, smelly piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. This is, it's rough. It's, it's rough out here for this uh, guy. What do we get? Uh, uh, they're yelling. They're yelling. Uh, Mahoney's yeah. there. They're yeah. yelling back and forth. Oh, he, Williamson's letting him know, like, I'm yeah, not going to take your shit, Mahona. even though yeah. you're the boss now. Forrester's like, I told you to lay low. Yeah. And he, uh, he, uh, Forrester yells at Mahoney, uh, he's like a pit bull with a hard on. <laughs> no, he, Mahoney yells that. Yeah. And then Forrester's like, you don't mess with a hard on. And yeah. I'm like, what is I this I wrote dialogue? it down. Never mess with the hard Never on, Mike. Never mess with the hard on. Never mess with the hard on, Mike. They're screaming these things back and forth at each other. Fucking 
just great, tremendous, talented actor Robert Forster's trading hard on dialogue with some some clearly just amateur nobody playing. Never Mike mess with a hard on, Mike. Our next guest is Robert Forster. Okay, thanks so much for coming on the show. How are you? <laughs> oh man. So what was it like being in Jackie Brown? That was a good. What are you guys doing here? That was a good time hey. for everybody. Okay, tell me what this is. One of my favorite movies. <laughs> we got witty banter okay, going. All right. What's your name? Eric. Eric, how are you? Hey, man. Bob. Bob, nice to meet you, Bob. Swing. We're hitting it off, right? So far, we, you know. Listen, it's is uh, it's a happening. We used to have <laughs> happenings in the '60s. Oh yeah. yeah. People would get together and. Uh, <laughs> do drugs, I suppose, and, uh, and, uh, and play music. And I'm protecting sex. And what? I'm protecting sex. Everybody was going raw in the 60s. Unprotected sex. Yep. Get what? that. Unshaved, unprotected sex. What kind of a show is this? Uh, that but is He's right. Fred Williamson is like a pit bull with a heart on. That's Frank or Mike Pesci, Pesci, whatever. He okay. was in a... He was Carlotta. In, Carlotta in, in, in uh, uh, the Beverly Hills Beverly Cop Hills 1 and Cop. 2. Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. He uh, is in other things. Mm, oh, wow. Sounds yeah. Sounds sounds legit. Okay, so maybe not just a guy off the street. Sounds on par with the rest it's of the It's hard cast. to tell who is an actor and who is just a person off yeah. the streets in this movie. Yeah. yeah. So the two dickhole cops who came to uh, Williamson's sort yeah. of apartment earlier, now they're just sexually harassing right. fucking Cynthia Rothrock. The white guy's like trying to pull his dick out yeah. and like flap. I'm gonna put stuff. my balls in your mouth. Stuff like that. But she just Very uh, aggressive. she just gives him a fucking like super kick right. to his face. Just kicks him right in his face. It's pretty cool. So it's just like, well, you're not gonna fucking sexually harass this bitch. She's a karate cop. It's a good way to handle your shit. Yeah. And then uh, so uh, Fred Wimps is like, so I guess a blowjob's out of the question. And then she smirks and gives him a little a little arm punch, and She's I'm like, like no. "Oh, these two are hitting it off, man. These two are on the on the way to becoming buddy cops." I feel like he's like, "I saw your Queen of Spades tattoo, and I understand in the mm-hmm. parlance of swinging that you are into black men. I <laughs> am one." <laughs> and she was thing? like, "Is that a real thing that like, happened?" She was like, "Good sure catch." You, I'm not sure yeah. if you're saying weird no. Stuff. When she kicks, when she does that super you kick, saw, you saw the tattoo, saw the tattoo right no, on the ankle. Okay. It was right there. I missed that. You had to slow it down. That sounds like an insane thing that could be said. Could be said in this movie. I'm not sure. Fred Williamson and his wife worked it in. Okay, so uh, next scene, we're at the morgue, and Williamson and the coroner are just smoking stogies while looking at the uh, dead blonde chick, which is tremendous. I love yeah. the, uh, the the trope of smoking in the smoking in the morgue in, in action movies. Don't see that smoking enough. in the morgue room. Who is this chick playing? I don't know. She's in this one scene, like, and then I don't, never again. <laughs> I don't want to be racist, but like, is this his wife in real oh, life? Oh, could be, could is, be. Is yeah. That like, and I'm. And John, she seemed like uh, not just because she's black. Far but, too attractive, right, of a yeah. Woman to just show up she's in one scene. Way as too the pretty to be yeah. in the scene. And they're smoking cigars together. They're this really could be close. A, could be a Fred yeah. Williamson wife cameo yeah. here. It really role. seemed like. That I think that's good detective kind of work. Scene. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. For some reason, there's an alcohol-ravaged liver just sitting out on a tray here yeah. in the morgue. Just a loose liver. Yeah. Just so we can have another quip about what a degenerate alcoholic he is. Right. <laughs> That's weird. 
He also like touches the liver with a cigar. Yeah, this is fucking. You shouldn't be leaving livers laying around. Get that thing on ice or something. Yeah. Get that thing on a safety. Also, seat. I wrote there's some serious electronic drumming and uh, pan flute noises Ooh. going on over the soundtrack yeah, here all right. in this morgue scene. Okay. Music seemed a little bit extra for just a dialogue nice. in a morgue scene. Yeah, I've got more on that later. Mm-hmm. So next scene, he's meeting with his sort of sponsor slash the guy who runs the halfway house, right. maybe a guy named Muscle, I think. Yeah, maybe. And this, he's I, like I, sort of got like I, a minister slash old biker vibe yeah. going. And I'm like, this is this is really like the sort of guy that runs AA meetings. This guy felt real as shit. Yeah. I was wondering if this guy yeah. was an actor or literally just a guy who ran AA meetings. Kind of like uh, Bubs's AA yes, guy. Yes, very in the wire. much so. Yeah. Fucking, I was thinking yeah. the exact same thing. Oh, fucking come on, Bubs. You had got a real Steve Earle vibe going on, this yeah. fucking guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, while uh, old Fred Williamson's at the the doctor's autopsy office, he gets uh-huh. that phone call from the killer. Don't forget. Oh yeah, the and the killer killer's calls like, him at the morgue. He's like, he's like, I'm like, I'd like to speak you. to Dakota, please. He's like, I'm going to teach you about humility. Mm-hmm. He's, he's like, like, I don't know. What and he thinks that it's yeah. his ex-wife's uh, lawyer, lawyer or something. Right. So yeah, that's some good scumbag cop shit. Yeah. Like, I love when a cop's got like an ex-wife. Yeah. And we're always talking about like, ooh, oh, that bitch ex-wife. Ooh, alimony. Ooh. Uh, so when he's meeting with the sponsor guy here, he's like, "You're a real fuck up, degenerate man." Uh, yeah. In order to atone for your sins that I guess are all happening off screen, because we haven't seen him do anything out of right. turn other than accidentally kill that white bitch, but they found, that's job shit. That's not alcohol shit. They're mad because they found his 12-pack of Coors Light. Okay, he was sitting on a stash here, yeah. so he's like, he, they you're, did, you're cleaning toilets They with did a show it in a previous scene. As a, as a little yeah. bit of a punishment here. I thought, I thought he only had root beers and all no, these was No, there was a 12-pack of Coors in the background oh, of a scene. This is yeah. a classic alky yeah. move right there. Yep, yep. Um, so and he's like, like, how long you been sober? He's like, I've been sober this long. He's like, bullshit. bullshit. And don't we find don't you out, bullshit a bullshitter. We, we find out he's like, I, I've been sober nine, nine days. Nine days. And I was like, that's pretty good. Yeah. That's what I thought to myself. I, I, I can't remember a time when I've been sober for nine days. More than a week. Like, yeah, that would, that would week? be a huge fucking accomplishment. Yeah. So Bushwick Bill's hanging out just in the bathroom with him when he's scrubbing toilets. Right. And a news lady shows up again. And she's like, of course. Hey, I'm pushy news lady. I hear that you're a degenerate alcoholic. Is that the truth? I'm trying to trying to find a story here. I'm sniffing yeah. around for a story. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, I'll give you a story. The killer called me up on the phone and uh, I just want him to know. I'm going to murder you. Yeah. Something. Something to that effect. Yeah, like, he looks yeah, directly yeah. into the camera like an 80s pro wrestler cutting a promo. Yeah. And lets this, this video killer know, I'm going to fucking murder you. I'm going to murder you. You know how I'm probably under investigation for murdering people while on the job right now? I'm just going to continue doing that. Let, I'm letting everyone know right now. Will not get taken off the force because apparently that just does not happen. No. No, not at all. Uh, where they where well, blah blah blah. Fred is it, he's been sober nine days. Yeah, yeah, that's blah, right. Blah, uh-huh. What because they, they get into tapes somewhere in here too. I don't know. It's all muddy about the the victim tapes. And sure, he, sure. All, that uh, sounds like a thing. That yeah. sounds like a real thing. Because Newt Bushwick Bill. Oh, that's right. When they when he's in the, the bathroom, Newt. Correct. He's, he's in the bathroom talking to uh fucking. Fred Williamson and Fred Williamson's like they got these videos and Newt's like yeah I'm friends with some 
uh, sure. bootlegger yeah. porn I, guys. I know some boot. I knew all the bootlegger porn guys. I'll yeah. ask around and figure out who this guy That's is. That's right. Yeah. Okay. That's important. Yeah. Bootlegger porn guys. Next scene, Robert Forrester's like, all right, we got a new fucking setup happening. Uh, Cynthia Rothrock, karate cop. Fred Williamson, drunk motorcycle cop. I'm partnering you people up. Williamson's yeah. like, I work alone. You know that about me. And he's like, not anymore, man. This is a buddy cop movie officially now. You got a partner. Yeah. Yeah. So, so right away, they're doing some good-natured bantering back and forth mm-hmm. here, Rothrock. Mm-hmm. I was like, these two mm-hmm. like each other. Right? We don't even really get the classic scenes where, like, they they chafe up against each other for a couple scenes before yeah. they learn to love each other. It's just just a fast romance happening here. These two just big fans of each other. This is also where something really important happens while they're also finding out about each other and having a good time. She says something about like, oh, we'll go inside and I'll help That's you right. like send an email to whoever. Yeah. She's, she's real techie, just like me. And she says that, that she can send an email and, and Fred realizes and he turns to her and he's like, you know computers? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> And then he's like, let's go watch some porno together. Yeah. But first, I'm going to take you to an AA meeting. <laughs> right. On accident. Yeah. So we get we just, we just go to an AA meeting here for no reason. It's just a scene that exists for no fucking reason. You like snuff films? And then after that, they're, an just, they're just watching the, the snuff film, the killer yeah. snuff film. Also, when he gets to the AA meeting and they talk about his sobriety, he mm-hmm. mentions like two days. So like, did he fall yeah, off so the At wagon? some point. That's what I'm saying. He's doing a lot of scumbaggy shit off, off camera. Yeah. We don't get to see it, but everybody else in the movie knows it's happening. And even when he was like, I've been sober two days, I'm like, that's pretty good, man. I like to in the scene when they're watching like uh, the dead girl's revenge porn video. Yeah. Bushwick Bill's also just there with them. Like, right. hanging out. like I want to see that dead chick's porno too. I want to see that shit. I get in on this stuff. Hell yeah. So we see it. The killer's doing some weird, like, ass narration over the video where he's, like, saying a bunch of weird religious stuff and talking about how, like, religious people shouldn't cheat on their husbands and stuff. At what age does a slut become a slut? Yeah. There's real incel energy, real internet virgin energy. This guy's a total creep, total weirdo. Yeah. Hates women having sex, apparently. My name's Chad. Let's play a game. My next bullet point is bald goons at the liquor store. Yeah, there was a scene before they go to the AA meeting where the where the fucking the spiky haired the killer porn boss guy has three bald goons. <laughs> well, before any of that, there's like a porn director or porn entrepreneur guy. Yeah, that's entrepreneur, getting the videos. Please. Let's show he's, this guy some respect. He's getting the videos from the serial killer. And he's all like, hey, Ooh, you know, all of my clients are going to love yeah, watching this like, weird dead girl porno. He's like, you're getting out over your skis, this cop guy, mm-hmm. like, eh, and the serial killer's like, fuck that, like, we're going to send the, the, the thugs to go kill the liquor store guy. Yeah, because somehow we know that... Because he watches everybody. Liquor store guy. Because he watches everybody. He's a serial killer. Everywhere. He watches everywhere. (laughs) It's never explained how he's pulling all this off. He does. All these cameras. That's how they explain it. Is he does. But the three bald guys go to the liquor store because they've they've decided that they know that the liquor store clerk is friends with Fred Williamson, who they now have beef with. Yeah. And they're gonna send a message. I need to send a message to your buddy, the Skid Row cop. Ooh. Main bald goon tells the liquor store guy. The main one's like the big one. He's a yeah. big fat guy, and he's like kind of looks like Buzz from got Home a, Alone. Yeah, he's got a curly skullet though, like a ginger tall. curly skullet, which yeah. looks really cool. Looks really. I love good. this guy. He looks awesome. He's a cool guy. Uh, the other dude just looks like somebody's bald dad, and then there's like a shorter one who's like the crazy bald goon. Yep. 
One of them looks like the, uh, I think Colin Mockery was his name oh, from uh, Who's, Who's Line. Line? Yeah. I can see that. I can see a little Colin Mockery. Yeah. 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 So they're trying to just send a message by roughing this guy up, but crazy bald guy fucking kills this guy. He shoots our friend, the liquor store owner. Dead, right. And, uh, kills him. Then they start robbing the place, but not before liquor store owner guy hits his silent alarm. Right. So Fred Williamson and Cynthia Rothrock are like, we're just hanging out just on a street corner, seemingly right on the same block as the yeah, uh, liquor store or whatever. you can hear the alarm <laughs> they, in the distance. They can literally hear. So they, they get there real quick. Real <laughs> fast. Which is weird. And weird, but whatever. Whatever keeps this movie moving moving quick. And they don't announce their presence. They creep up real slowly. Yeah, they do. Real slow. Fucking old old bald goons come barreling out of the place. And uh, we, got, we got a shootout in the parking lot. Yeah. Fred takes after the one. Old girl's like, mm-hmm. well, I'll just go inside and see what's going on. See if there's anybody yeah. in there. One of the bald goons gets the drop on her. Oh. Gets a gun to her head. Does he? The, the Colin Mockery. Yeah, one. it is. Yeah. And uh, Williamson's in a shootout. He chased guy in an alley, but then he comes back to find his partner with a gun to her head. And the yeah. guy's just feeling up on her titties. He's yeah, just like, just... I'm going to blow her head off and I'm feeling up on her titties because I'm a real scumbag. I mean... You know. And this is when Rothrock's like, take the shot, shoot him. Yeah. And we've learned that there was some sort of incident in the past when he took a shot he shouldn't have took, oh. and he got his partner killed. Ooh. It seems like there should be some sort of angle here where it's like, oh, he's got PTSD from that or whatever. He's afraid oh. to take the shot. But no, he just instantly takes a shot and blows this guy's fucking head yeah. off. What's going on here? Jump your gun, Mr. Luger. I don't have one. You are not carrying a weapon. Don't believe in them. Pick up the gun. Drop the gun, Mr. Luger. Don't do it. Drop the gun, or I shoot your partner. He's gonna shoot me anyway. If you drop it, we're both dead. Do it, Wes. Shoot him. Come on, shoot him! Shoot him, shoot him, shoot him! Clean off. It's awesome because this guy's brains get blown all over the front of the liquor store. Yeah. It looks fucking cool. It really does. Cynthia Rothrock, is, even though she told him to take the shot, she's like, What the fuck? You took the shot. the shot. And then she's like, Dirt off her shoulder. She's like, I got brains all over my jacket. Yeah, she's a. Uh, I love how casual they are about blowing this guy's brains all over the place. She's a rough chick. Yeah. Super awesome effects work, though. You're, mm-hmm. Those. Those, those chintzy grenade effects weren't tickling your fancy earlier. You got to admit, this does. was an awesome headshot. This yeah. was an awesome fucking headshot. Good squib brain explosion. After this, we get our second scene where Fred Williamson's just hanging around in his fucking underwear. Yeah, where uh, China stops by to say thank you. That's right. She comes by his place. Uh, he's just doing stretches with no pants on. Yep. Yep. Any excuse to get his man panties in this movie. They're going to go for it. Yeah. Also, uh, Bushwick Bill's here again in this scene for no reason, just hanging around. Yep. Which is which is fun. I think he was just hanging out on the set all the time, and like every once in a while, they're like, "Yeah, you want Newt to be in this yeah. scene? Throw Newt in this scene." Put, put He's hanging around anyways. Just fucking in, get him, get him in there. Interact with him. Pretty sure they just liked hanging out with the ghetto boys. Yeah, <laughs> I would too. Whatever, that's fun. Yeah. Um, we find out that. Uh, I was gonna say, do they even establish anything, or is this just a, literally another throwaway scene just to get fucking Williamson's ass in the movie again? Uh, this is the scene where 
Fred Williamson explains, or uh, China China O'Brien sees the picture of Fred Williamson's daddy. Okay, yeah. And, he, and he's like, yeah, he was a cop. That's right. Got his throat slit while on a stakeout. Oh, and she's, she's like, oh. Sharing, sharing some memories. She's like, bonded. she's like, I remember hearing about that in the academy. You should really hit 90 days sobriety. <laughs> Yeah, this is weird, because is this when they make the deal? He's like, yep. why don't you ride on the back of my Harley? And she's yeah. like, if you get 90 days sobriety, you get that coin, I will ride on the back of your yeah. Harley. He's like, how about 60 days? Yeah. Or he's like, how about 30 days? And she's like, nope, 90. He's like, how about 60? And then it's like, deal. Deal. And then the next scene, am I incorrect to say that she's just riding on the back of his Harley? No, no, no. As they go to some like apartment to investigate it? She's driving the Harley. Oh, he's, he's riding on the back? Okay, because yeah. I was, I, I looked up yeah. after, after taking some notes, and I'm like, did, huh? are they just on the Harley together? Because they, they just made a deal. It seemed like that would have been a plot point. But no, okay, clever. it is a plot point. Clever. He's riding, bitch. Yeah. So they go to some weird apartment. The killer's rigged with mics and cameras and stuff. Yeah, they go somewhere. I got it. He's talking to them over an intercom. It's yeah. real, just like a Batman supervillain type stuff here. Turns out, turns out they're in the apartment from the video mm-hmm. of, uh, Kimberly yeah, Richards. Somehow, somehow they figured out where is. that apartment is. He's still yeah. got it rigged up with all his stuff. He's apparently got just fucking microphones. So well, they call. He calls on the phone and they oh, put okay. him on like speakerphone. And or he's whatever. like, there's somebody named Allison who I'm going to kill. You got four hours to figure it out or fucking Allison's dead. Yeah. So we got a ticking clock here. We don't want Allison to die. That's because in a previous scene, he was making a tape called The Life and Death of Allison oh, Matheson. So we learn who Allison is in this next scene where I wrote the bullet point, great fucking tits. Nice. Yeah, they were. Uh-huh. Because in, in this next scene, who we're going to learn is Allison is fucking some fat rich guy yeah. in some awesome hotel room. Right. Where the bed is like a, a full car. Right. It's been like carved the middle of it's been carved out into a bed and there's yeah. a hot tub in there and shit this guy's gotta be rich as fuck rich AF. this chick as i stated has one of the best sets of tits you're ever gonna lay eyes on and they're, she's like all topless and all over yeah him, they're, so. they're big and beautiful yeah. that's for sure and 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 they're just out this is yeah this is probably the best scene in in the whole movie just just based around this one rack while uh the fat lawyer's taking this tasty little tidbit to uh pound town mm-hmm. Fred Williamson. This is, this is all being videotaped because right. somehow this killer knew that these two were going to fuck in this hotel room. Right. He, he outfitted this hotel room with all of his hidden cameras. This guy's got a lot of information. He's, he's bringing a lot of info to the table. Fred, uh... He, he does his homework. Yeah. It's just all off camera. Just this movie... Yeah. He, he does assures his, us. This guy... He does his homework. He's got a lot of plans. He does his homework where Fred Williamson does his drinking. <laughs> off camera. Off okay. camera, where, it's, where right. it's appropriate. Some things don't need to be seen. Uh-huh. Uh, seeing way too much of the fat guy's hairy body at yeah. this point when she's like beckoning him out of the hot tub and into the bed. And I was like, yeah. well, I was pretty into all those tits, but now she's under covers and we're just seeing his weird fat hairy yeah, back. I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like that at all. Meanwhile, Fred Williamson's like, I've got a open live investigation going on a serial killer mm-hmm. who has threatened to kill a lot of people. I'm going to go to the news. Yeah. <laughs> Which he does. And yes. just on the live news broadcast just tells him everything he, he has tells so far. Yeah, every detail to yeah. whoever happens to be watching the news that night yep which is allison and this fat guy because like everybody her toe out. her toe hits the remote and the tv comes on and yeah. they're just like there's fred williamson just like so what's happening is some girl named allison so-and-so is gonna yeah. die in four hours if i can't find where she is 
And she's like, wait a second, that's fucking me. Who's this guy on the TV saying I'm going to die in four hours? Yeah, it turns out uh, they put out pictures on the news and a uh, fat lawyer guy's wife called in and was like, yeah, that's my husband. He's mm-hmm. supposed to be in a meeting. That's his paralegal. What the fuck's, what the going, fuck's on? going on here? What's happening? Is he's fucking yeah. getting a little strange from the, from the help. Is what's right. happening? Fat lawyer guy starts to put it together. He starts panicking. Oh, yeah. He's like, "Oh, my wife!" He's the serial killer guy. He's gonna serial kill me. Let's get yeah. the fuck out of here. He's like, "I gotta get this straightened out." But what happens is they try to leave the uh, hotel to go yeah. to the safety of the police station. Right. But the rape van's waiting for them, and they get tased and thrown in that rape van. Oh, man. And then the next scene is just the cops showing up to find them already dead and, like, saran-wrapped together in an embrace. Yeah. And I was like, we established that four-hour ticking clock thing, and I thought the the rest of this movie was going to be, like, a sort of just, like, his race to save it. But no, just instantly just like... Yeah. You, you failed. These people are dead. Yeah. Onto whatever the rest of this movie is going to be about now. He put a note in there that says, uh, uh, sorry, Detective uh-huh. Dak, That's I right. lied uh-huh. in regards to the four hours. That plot thread got resolved pretty quickly there, that, that dangling four-hour plot thread. Also, there was some kind of... Uh, interaction between uh fred williamson and detective mahoney his old partner they hate each other that was so out of focus did you (laughs) notice that like it is just that might have been uh one of the scenes where i was napping oh my goodness uh, Uh, is it the 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 fbi guy being there scene is is that the one that's up next so they leave and now the feds get involved here you know who that fbi guy is a real slick guy in a an expensive looking suit who who was he what do we know him from that's fucking monster of the midway super bowl champion wide receiver willie galt from the chicago bears oh wow yeah he's on the super bowl shuffle williamson some of his ex-NFL contacts, bringing in some of his boys. I like it. I yeah, like it. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, so Willie, guy's- Willie Galt also in an episode of the hit TV show, Still Standing. Which is what now? That's the one with the good, fat good guy, God. the fat British guy from uh, Knight's Tale. Um, no, don't think I've seen that one. Is that the Heath Ledger movie? Yeah, okay, Heath I've Ledger's never in seen it. That one. Never seen that. He's one. great. He plays a Chicago suburb guy, and he's married to the chick that can't spare a square to Elaine. Oh, right. She was also right. in yeah. Twister. I'm gonna put this on my my watch list. Yeah. The the daughter famously made all those pictures of her touching her stuff and putting stuff in herself that got all over the fappening. That, oh, that also sounds good to me. She's a little redhead. I'll show you later. Okay, yeah. We'll talk. <laughs> we'll talk shop. You have to suss this out during yeah. the break. Yeah. You know her. Speaking of uh, random Seinfeld episodes, yeah. at uh, one point in here, I wrote, uh, Cynthia Rothrock is like that Two-Face chick from that episode of Seinfeld. Oh. Who, some scenes, she just looks like a perfectly cute little blonde girl, and then some scenes, I'm just like, oh, God, she's got a miserable oh. hatchet face. Oh. It's, I don't know. It's, maybe it's just the lighting or something That's like fair. that episode of Seinfeld. I, yeah. I kept going back and forth. I was like, is she doable, or is she just really ugly? I can't, Yama, I can't fucking Hama, tell. It's Fright Night. <laughs> So attractive one day, not attractive the next. Have you come across this? Yes, I am familiar with this syndrome. She's a two-face. <laughs> like the Batman villain? If that helps you. So if I ask her out again, I don't know who's showing up. The good, the bad, or the ugly. Clint Eastwood! But anyways, the FBI's here, and he's like, listen, I've been tracking this guy for fucking years. I know yeah. everything about him, but we know, I haven't been able to catch him. I he's know he's got money coming smart, in. Because of, very professional. Beca- and I quote, 
because of crime syndicate yeah. porn channels. He's got mob connections and crime syndicate porn channel connections, yeah. and I know everything about them, but for some reason, I just haven't been able to catch him. But now that he's got such a mad on for you, this grudge, I think he's going to make a mistake. This is going to be in our, our opportunity to take this guy down. This will be good. And then he takes Williamson aside, and he's just like, BT dubs, I also happen to know that there's a dirty cop in your precinct. Yeah. Somebody's fucking working with these people. Yeah. You got to figure out who it is. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, oh man, I bet it's Mahoney. Oh, <laughs> I got a feeling boy. it's probably Mahoney. Well, I hope not, is what I thought. Uh, my next bullet point is news lady be fucking. Is, is, is that what we go to next or did something yep. else happen? Yep, that's Jewel, yeah. Julie Paulson. Uppity news lady's <laughs> fucking somebody and the killer's got eyeballs on it. Yep. So we're setting her up as the next fucking revenge yeah. porn victim now. She's, 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 da- she's dalliancing. She's, she's screwing around on... Apparently, her husband. This we learned that the the connections here. Every all these people are married. Yeah. That seems to be what really triggers the serial killer's wrath. I'm going to go out on a limb and say maybe this guy got cheated on at some point in his life. There's a I good chance. I don't know. Seems like it. Uh, the, the electro drums are really insane during yeah. the sex scene. There's just like crazy synth drumming going on. The uh, the crazy uh, the porn entrepreneur guy again gets a hold of the serial killer mm-hmm. and is like, bro, you got to let it go. With yeah. this cop, uh-huh. Uh-huh. with the Skid Row cop, but he's he's like, no, I got a grudge. Yeah, I'm fucking taking this shit all the way to the end of the line. Meanwhile, Williamson's like, hey, uh, Cynthia Rothrock, I need you to do some computer hacking. Yeah, because we got to find out who this fucking dirty cop is. So they sneak into the Mahoney's office. And yeah. he's just saying things like, okay. Do it. Download all the files. Yep. <laughs> like, download what files for what? All of them. Are they looking for the, this guy's the dirty cop files? Yeah, I don't know. know. I don't know. Oh, he's got a, he's got a list of dirty cops saved in a file yeah. marked uh, tax return. Yeah. That's oh, the ticket. Ooh, that's his weird porn folder. We what's in, have to pick through that one What's later. in that folder marked dirty laundry? So uh, Mahoney shows up, though, and uh, yeah. she's got to act like she came there to seduce him in order to uh, explain away why she was yeah. hacking away in his office here. And once again, there's just some real weird dialogue happening in this scene. Yeah, what happens is uh, she they're sitting there talking like, oh, what are you still doing here? And she starts throwing out like a little innuendo, like, maybe mm-hmm. I'm going to sex. That's right. And then Mahoney's all like, huh. What if I just follow your innuendo with another innuendo uh-huh. implicating oh. also sex? You can hum, right? You're a hummer, huh? Yeah. How about uh, the flute? You ever play any of the flute? Yeah. And then he's like, ooh, or how about how about the trombone? Yeah. You ever play the trombone? What, what about not and just then any he trombone? It again. Huh? Yes. Huh? Huh? Oh, with the tr- you play the trombone. What about... A slide oh, trombone. Oh, <laughs> this guy's a killer. I wrote, what the fuck are they talking about? How is a slide trombone more of a sexual innuendo than a normal trombone? She, uh, that means she's willing to, you know, throw some hand into it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> she essentially follows up the final slide trombone comment with like, yeah, I'll suck your dick. Yeah, uh-huh. Which is like. How she get out of it? Does uh, Williamson just come in and be like, hey, what's going on in here? Williamson's outside of the office, and he's like, she can't suck his dick. Yeah. I want her to suck my dick, and I hate this guy. So he lights one of his patented cigars, cigars. and holds it up to that home smoke detector oh, okay. that's yeah, in their yeah, office. Yeah, that's right, because I, I just remember the next scene, they're like leaving the office, and he's like, you were really going to suck his dick, weren't you? And she's kind of just like... 
Yeah, yeah. I was going to suck his dick. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's a bit extreme, but she's like, I like your commitment. She's to, like, uh, you saw my tattoo. Computer hacking. We met on that swingers dating site. Like, what do you expect, Fred Williamson? Uh, next scene, we learn that Rothrock has a kid. She's yeah. a single mother because it's just the afternoon. We're hanging out at her house. There's a little girl around. Yeah. They're, they're doing some bonding. Her and Williamson just learning more about each other's lives. And we doing a little police work. She's doing more computer stuff. She, she discovers that it turns out all of these victims that yeah. have been murdered all go to the same church. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's pretty much the case wrapped up then. Yeah. You, you know that they all go to the same church. That's a. Small pool of people now that this they were looking for Correct. this killer might be going after. Right. And this FBI guy's uh, been on this case for, for years or whatever. He hasn't figured that he out. Hasn't, he hasn't figured out that every one of the dead victims went to the same church. Yeah. It's some pretty shitty police work there for, for the FBI. Early 20s, religious, mm-hmm. go to the same church, all banging Stay married men. suss out. Like, uh, this MO. guy's obsessed with sins and sinners. I bet he's also obsessed with yeah. putting cameras and microphones places. I bet if we go to this church, he's got the fucking confession booth just wired up with fucking cameras and mics, and that's where he's getting all his info. It's funny. What do you know who won the pony? That's that's exactly what happened. It's funny because uh, that killer from Seven was also obsessed with Sin. Uh-huh. And then ultimately Sin did oh, him in. wow. That's, you know. kind of ironic, don't, don't you, think? you think? Yeah. Yeah. What's in the box? What's in the fucking box? So the next thing they go to, yeah, the church to, like, see if there's a bit... I was confused why they didn't just like go in and be like, hey, we're the police. We think shit's happening at this church. We got to like look around and investigate. Instead, they like go undercover and like trick the priest into thinking they're there to confess for no reason. Well, we, you know, had to bang this thing out to a full hour (laughs) and a half. Get this thing all the way an hour and a half. I wrote down that Cynthia Rothrock's church clothes look very much like something Carmela Soprano would have wore. That whore. That old so and so. But yeah, yeah, he finds it. He's. He looks in the ceiling. He's like, yep. Yeah, there Cameras is. and mics all over this fucking place. Yeah. That's that's how he's finding his victims. Now, something like that, a juicy tip like that, you probably want to play it cool, keep that close to oh, the Oh, no, you're nope. going to want to take that right to broadcast. Like news, immediately? You want to do. You, want, you need oh, okay. the entire city getting step-by-step updates right. as right. to every single advancement in this case. But so, like, so that the killer knows exactly how close he is to getting caught. But like, there's no way the rest of the like the the feds are involved now. The feds aren't going to sure. sign off on this, right? Oh no, the feds are just going to go there. It's fine. They go with they're, him. They're, they're oh, okay, go all right, that. okay, I see it's now. Pretty much, all right. This is standard mo here. This is what you do. Yeah, like you get some. You get a. You get a clue. You take it to the news. Yeah. I don't know how you do your police work. I'm a famous cop now. I'm a famous cop now. So what's crazy here is this. This next live news broadcast is. Uh, the killer sends the news anchor's sex tape, this what? revenge porn, oh, into the no. fucking uh, news station. And her producer, and just a wild development, is yeah. like, you know what? Let's give her this sex tape yeah. we just got in the fucking uh, mail while she's broadcasting live on air. And uh, make sure you get a tight shot. I want to broadcast the look on her face when she sees that she's been targeted by a yeah. serial killer and that she's been secretly filmed having sex. Boy. What a crazy move. I I always wish something bad would happen to this bitch, and I'd secretly like to kill her. This guy is a Let's real piece of shit. Let's see how she reacts when that's a reality. Just a psychotic piece of shit. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if he, if he predicted this happening or not, but she wasn't pleased. She wasn't happy to no. be handed that sex tape and death threat no. live on the air when she was trying to do a, br- a news broadcast. And when they finally cut away, she's like, you dick. Yeah. 
You dick. That's right. I, I agreed. It was a dick move. But she's like, I got to go see what's on this tape. And Fred Williamson and Willie Caldwell are like, yeah, don't like, no, do it, No, give it girl. to us. We're the police. We need to do We'd police like to work with prints. it. But she's like, fuck you guys. I'm going to go run into my dressing room. I've been fucking a lot of people. I want to know which one he knows TV, I've been VCR fucking. TV, VCR combo going right. on in yeah. my fucking... One of those things. All one unit. Real yeah. nice, real convenient. Williamson's like, no, no. Let me in, lady. Knocking on the see door. I want get filled out. I think the VHS tape was actually a bomb because the entire room just explodes. And I was yeah. like, was that a VHS bomb? Yeah. Did this movie just invent VHS bombs? So was, news lady's yeah. fucking dead now. Was she something. exploded right on the other side of the door from Fred Williamson. Yeah. So I guess that's why he's just fucking blind drunk in the next scene. Oh, in the... Seeing a news lady get exploded, you had him fall off the wagon. The porn boss guy that's the boss of the serial killer shows up Uh, again in the next scene, though. And he's like, I'm even more upset. And then Fred Williamson is blind drunk at his halfway house. Just shooting his gun in his apartment. Yeah. And old Muscle, the guy who runs the thing, is just like, I got to do something about this. I can't have Fred Williamson uh, blind drunk shooting through the walls. So who shows up with a trank gun? Because I thought it was an ambulance. And then a guy gets out. I don't know. And I'm like, is that an EMT who showed up with a trank gun? And a net. Because <laughs> he's dressed like a dog catcher. Right. But I think he shows up in an ambulance. And they just dodge bullets and trank gun Fred Williamson in the neck. Whew, this was a crazy scene. <laughs> he also had a net with him. Yeah. Yeah. Like you would use to like... If you were a cartoon dog catcher in like a Tom and Jerry cartoon or something. I did not know what was going on. Me neither. But uh, Bushwick Bill, I think, was there too, wasn't he? Was he tagging along? Yeah, probably. Probably. (laughs) They trank him. He wakes up in jail. Wakes up in jail, at which point a R&B song with specific lyrics to this character, Dakota Smith, starts oh, playing. I didn't even notice that. There's a lady singing about Dakota Smith and how oh, she has man. faith that he's going to get his life back together okay. and he's going to get sober. All right. It's that's one encouraging. of the best songs that's ever showed up in a fucking movie that's on this good. podcast ever. They made a Dakota Smith song. I got to get my hands one. on this thing. Yeah. I want this thing on fucking vinyl for my collection. Oh, that sounds nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, crack and hum. So next scene, he's like out of jail, going back to the house, halfway house, to find that all of his possessions have been sold off by like the IRS. I think we're told, except for the, the IRS ones, comes and takes everything he owns, except for the ones that Bushwick Bill could steal yeah, first. He's a good guy uh, for a thief, for yeah. a petty thief. We learn that even his precious Harley has been repossessed. Yep. This guy doesn't have a pot to fucking piss in. It's been a real rough couple days for him. It's been a tough one. But, you know, he goes to his new partner, old China O'Brien, and they have yep. a heart-to-heart, and she's like, I'm supportive of you. I know that you're going to get your shit together. Like, And I wrote, like, oh, these two, they were fast friends. Now they know more about each other. They're morally supporting yeah. each other. I like it. This is a good buddy cop story. Mm-hmm. And then they kiss each other on the mouth. Yeah, I didn't like that. Just they kiss each other. Yeah. There hasn't been a romance brewing here. No. They haven't so much as like shared a sideways glance. There's been no scene hinting at that maybe there's a romance brewing between them. And then this movie just straight up throws a scene where they kiss each other on the mouth as well, a mean, goodbye at us. I mean, he did make that blowjob joke immediately after she was sexually That's right. harassed That's in right. the workplace. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Was she punched him in the arm. So we've... Yeah. we've it's on the table. Yeah, yeah. We've known. Things... 
Wow, things progress quickly here. Yeah. We went from a playful punch in the arm to they're just kissing each other on the mouth, and yeah. the movie treats it like something that we know about them. Right. It's weird. And then It's fucking weird. And then Fred, old Fred Williamson's like, I'm just going to walk away. Uh-huh. See ya. See ya. I don't have a car or nothing. But he gets halfway down the street and starts patting his uh, fucking yep. pockets, and he's like, oh, Where's shit. My cigars? I, I left my cigars. Got to get them cigars, man. Which also... Uh, we cut then to the killer, who we learn has every angle. What? Cynthia Rothrock's house. Fucking, of course, mic'd up and fucking oh, no. camera up. He's watching everything she does. And weirdly, as he's watching, she seems to like get a premonition that her house might be completely yeah. uh, wired up. And she like looks around. It looks like she's looking for cameras. Yeah. And then she decides she's going to sneak out her back door and like... Go down the alley to see if maybe the rape van is parked outside of her. Yep. It seems like she just ESPs that all this stuff is happening out of yeah. fucking nowhere. They don't. Ex- I don't understand how this happened at all. It, it, there's at a fucking all. There's a camera in the bedroom of her place, and from what I can tell, she kind of because it's the point of view of the camera. Mm-hmm. And it's in fucking gritty VHS, and it's 1997, Mm -hmm. and it's on like a 20-inch monitor, so you can't see shit. But she like makes a motion towards where the camera is, and then like kind of smudges something with her thumb and rubs it. So she must have found like where they drilled into the drywall or something. Yeah, yeah. So, but it's a real leap. I I could get that. Yeah, the real leap to you know what I bet that means. I bet there's parts around here somewhere. (laughs) Back in my house, I'm gonna go hop a fence, sneak around the other way, and get the drop on them. Which she does. Yeah. The plan works perfectly. Right. Except that when she sees the rape van, instead of like going to the driver's door or opening the side door and yeah. like pointing a gun at whoever's in it and being like, freeze, motherfucker. Yeah. She just starts shooting the van itself. <laughs> and I'm like, you can't kill a van. You know that lady, right? You're, you're, you're a police. I know that you're a famously terrible pl- policeman who murders unarmed people all the time. But She was probably warned about that mysterious person that shows up underneath the van to open the doors <laughs> but she gets the drop on them then instantly gives away her position so yeah. now she's in was she in a fight with the bald goon here is that what uh yeah both of the guys here what uh doubles back uh yeah the thugs show up yeah she starts kicking the shit out of the bald goons she's using all of her karate here which is good um uh, I wrote down here the killer, the spiky-haired main killer guy yeah. says the word bitch more times than Freddy oh, in, in this movie. He gets real bitch-heavy, at least in this segment. She kicks the two bald guys' asses, or I guess the one, because the other got his brains blown out. Yeah. Kicks, she kicks Colin Mockery's ass, but then main goon, the big fat guy, is yeah. too much for her. He just kind of smothers her. Right. So she's now kidnapped. Well, China O'Brien's kidnapped. He... He just starts working her towards the van, and then a serial killer uh-huh. opens up the door and tases her. That's right, yeah. yeah. So she's drug so away. They got her now. And then Fred Williamson shows up too late, like kind of in a jog, because he heard a shootout happening, and is like, yeah. Yeah, I better go see why there's a shootout. Yeah. But I'm like, he walked like three houses away, realized his cigars weren't right. in his pocket, and then got turned to walk back, back. Yeah. and then... As he was walking like 20 feet, this entire like 15 minute sequence happened. Yeah. Why did it take him so long to get back? The spatial relations make no fucking sense. The timeline is crazy. Good thing is he's a good cop and he's like, uh, wonder if 
China O'Brien figured out anything on the computer. Yeah, I'm going to look at her computer and see if she computer hacked anything yeah. before getting kidnapped. Oh, she did. She found out that Mike Mahoney has a secret bank right. account with upwards of $700,000 in it. Could that be porn money? I bet that's dirty porn money. Uh, I fucking knew that piece of shit Mike Mahoney was a piece of shit. Also, good thing that... Uh, Cynthia Rockwell's computer didn't go to sleep. Right, no, yeah, I don't. I don't think we had screensavers in 1997. Oh, few. All right, it was just stuck. Literally, the only thing on the screen just said Mike Mahoney bank account seven hundred however much thousands dollars. It was real big. It took up the yeah. whole screen. Yeah. Couldn't have missed it. Couldn't have missed Couldn't, it. Not even a little. So in the next scene, he's shaking down Mike Mahoney, just like, uh, I know you're the dirty cop. Uh, my partner Cynthia Rothrock got kidnapped. She's Where missing. is she, motherfucker? Where is she? Mike Mahoney's like, what are you talking about? I'm not a dirty cop. Forrester shows up just in time because uh, the other cops are like, we're going to stop you. And Forrester's like, let him do this. Just let him yeah. do this. I, I've got a feeling, even though he's a drunk scumbag degenerate, I've made that clear to everybody who will listen, that we should let him shoot our chief in the leg. Yeah. While like strangling him and threatening him. Yeah. Uh, just just trust me. It's going to work out well. And well, it does. Because he shoots Mike Mahoney in the leg yeah. in front of a bunch of other cops. I like... I just, and Mahoney's like, all right, I'll tell you where she is. I just love how like at first he's just manhandling the dude and Forrester's like, just let it happen. And then he shoots the dude in the leg and Forrester again is like, just let it happen. <laughs> right, right. A lot, of, a lot of crazy decisions being made. So I guess where... Mahoney knows where they take all these people because yeah. the next scene they're just there and it's seemingly just a parking lot full of semi-trailers. <laughs> like, I think the rest of this scene or the rest of this movie just takes place at a trucking company, maybe? Yeah, the bad guys are going to try to escape to Mexico. Oh, that's that right. It's a good place to escape to. Uh, like so so the big porn director guy's like, you're you're getting too crazy. Once you're again. You're going after the cop. I've warned you several times. You're getting too, too much. crazy. He's like, we're moving you to Mexico. We're moving your whole operation to Mexico. You're going to lay low. This is too hot. Mm-hmm. So, right, right. He's got the Mexico plan, and uh, and, and Mahoney knows about it. It doesn't he, work out, though, because all get, the cops just show up. But he gives Fred Williamson some background here, too. Like, they're in the fucking car together, and yeah. he's talking. And he says something about how, With like... With a bullet in his leg. Yeah, he's like, uh, it was dirty, but you weren't supposed to find out. You're supposed to be just be drunk in the car, but you, yeah. you know, you came back too early or something. But turns, but that. that inspirational R and B song about how you're yeah. gonna get your shit together played, and it ruined our whole plan. Yeah. So I don't know. Next thing happens, they just find the rape van and just like save Cynthia Rothrock out of it. Yeah, Fred, and then the bald goons go running. Yeah, Fred Williamson and Robert Forrester show up at the same time, and uh, this is where I wanted to point out the music. They played this song particularly earlier in the movie, uh-huh. and it's almost identical to the just the main Ninja Turtles riff in the Ninja Turtles movie. Oh Which again, I kind of noticed that too. Was written nine years earlier. Uh huh. Still fits, huh? Still fits. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we haven't really addressed. How weirdly 80s this movie is. Yes. And how nothing that happens in this no. is something that would happen in a movie in 1997. It's all shit that would happen in a movie right? from the 80s. Ugh. And it sounds like it's from the 80s. It looks like it's from the 80s. Ugh. Everything about it is fucking 80s. But somehow it just came out in fucking 1997. It makes no goddamn sense. But it's message about chads and police brutality. Uh-huh. That's all Screeches, fucking 21st century yeah. shit. Yeah, that's 2017. At the least. So spiky-haired killer at this point just, like, comes out, just, like, shows himself. Right. He's just like, hey, Fred Williamson, uh, I got my 
trusty grenade launcher here. Right. I'm going to launch a grenade at you. Oh, shit, it didn't kill you, and I only had one grenade. Ah, Fuck, I got to get out of here. fucked up. So then we got a foot chase where they're, like, shooting at each other and, like, back and forth, some little gunplay. Meanwhile, Rothrock's chasing Fat Goon all the way to a train station. Robert Forrester gets shot Robert earlier. Robert Forrester takes one to the shoulder. Nothing he's ever pretty comes nonplussed it. about it. Yeah, he's just like, ah, I got shot. Rothrock's like, oh, my God. He's Those- like... No, it's not really a big deal. Just uh, go do a foot chase scene. Hey, there's a couple more minutes left in the film. Just do your thing. Uh, The two other cops show up and, like, usher Mahoney off in their squad car. That's never really explained. It's weird. They set those guys up as such antagonist, like, dickhead cops. And, like, it was just like nothing ever came of that. They just are, like, you know, on their side after Mahoney's outed as the mole and everything. I was like, I wanted some sort of resolution, I think, where, like, Rothrock and Williamson really got one over on those yeah. two assholes or something, but instead they just disappear out of the movie. Yeah. But uh, it's time for fault bald skullet guy to get disappeared out of this yes. movie. Because Rothrock chases him down because he's a big fat guy. He can't run too far. Stops at a train station and she just kicks the shit out of him. Jump kicks yeah, big jump boy kicks him right in the, in the face. Head. Like over a gate, kicks him in the face. Fucking kick to the knee. Axe kick to his elbow. She's just dissecting all of his joints. Big axe kick to his back. A yeah. knockout blow to a temple. Fucking this guy's out of it. She's doing great. Meanwhile, okay, so he gets cuffed or whatever. Yeah. She's done. So now we just have Dak and the fucking killer. Yeah. And I'm just wondering, ooh, this is the big finale. How is this going to end? How are they going to do the big action climax? And uh, it ends with the killer at one point just going like, oh, crap, I'm out of bullets. Yeah. Uh, I guess I give up then. (laughs) Correct. And Fred Williamson's like, okay, walk towards me, I'll walk towards you. Yeah, but then the killer's like, you know what? Uh, You think you won, but you didn't win, because I'm going to do like a couple of years, I'm going to be out on good behavior, fucking, there's nothing you're going to be able to do about it. And I was like, are you? You're a serial killer who's raped and murdered several women. The FBI has been looking at you. I don't think you're going to get out with a couple of years of good behavior. Not to mention any of that stuff. I think you're going away for life. Also, this is Texas, so you're going to get the death penalty is what's going to happen. Like, fuck all the other stuff. We all know you killed a news lady because you mailed her a bomb. Like, that's right. That yeah, alone. That's buddy. an act of terrorism right yeah. there. That's full on fucking terrorism. Yeah, you're done, my guy. But the movie is kind of like Fred Williamson's like, well, you he's know, got a point. you're right. He's yeah. got a point. And I'm not going to stand for that. He got up before. So I'm going to shoot him in the chest like 16 times. Only because he tried to reach for his pocket. Yeah. So he, he does. She once again shoots another arm, unarmed man in yeah. this movie. Yeah. Where once again, the movie is giving us like an out where it's like, you know what, though? He was reaching for his pocket. You don't know. It's right. The cops shoot unarmed people 16 times in the chest. So uh, Fred Williamson reaches into that pocket and finds a cigar. Steals a cigar right out of his pocket. The guy was just reaching for a cigar. Thanks, asshole. And also here, like, the guy's not completely dead right away. So, like, he gets, like, a really dramatic death scene. (laughs) All I wanted. It's like a capital capital A acting Uh. death scene, like, up there in ridiculousness, Uh. kind of, with fucking Pee Wee Herman's death scene Uh. in the Buffy movie. That's exactly (laughs) where my head went.
this guy is not a, na- a known actor. He's done bit parts with names like Guy Number Two. Yeah, or White Guy Number cigarette Two. Cigarette Smoker. Yeah. Like, it's just like, why yeah. give them a big dramatic acting scene here? Valtrax Patient I guess, Three. I guess they had some real trust in him. But yeah, then Dak takes his cigar and calls him an asshole. Yep. And then Lakota. we get a little denouement here. Yeah. We learn that he, after this, after murdering his arch nemesis, uh, he's still on the police force, A. Mm-hmm. Now, this is like the sixth person that's been shot while unarmed in this movie. But right. also, he got his 60-day sober chip. And to celebrate, so he likes Cynthia to... So Rothrock's going to ride on that Harley with him. Oh, I thought that he just likes to celebrate dressing up as some kind of gay biker guy. <laughs> so he's at his AA meeting. He's getting his chip. Suddenly, he's got a cowboy hat. He's, got and a he's wearing he's a, a leather fringy daddy. leather jacket. He's a leather daddy, full more. And then they're, they're celebrating, and Rothrock's like, uh, you know what? I'm so proud of you that also I bought myself a matching fringy leather jacket. Yeah. <laughs> We're now the type of partners who kiss on the mouth and wear matching jackets. I got a little note here uh-huh. about his uh, 60 day sobriety that okay. he's celebrating. Yeah, sure, sure. Did you write down any of his speech? I, I wrote that he gave a big speech about how life is good. I didn't All write right. down it word for word. I got anything. a. I got the two. It was very inspiring. I got the. Two, I was just too distracted by the cowboy hat. I got the <laughs> two most important parts. Uh, what's the the white guy that runs the halfway house? Muscle. Muscle. Is that Muscle I think his right. name is. So which, not a muscular man. Strange no. name for that character. The big uh, the big final line of Fred Williamson's speech is. Uh, I like me, I like you, and I think it's going to last. To which Muscle, while everybody else is uh-huh. responding, replies with, Complete with arm wave. Yeah, fucking just the era of the dog pound, yeah. man. You got to give you gotta give him some. Dog pound was alive, brother. So then they're walking out just like, oh, this is so great that you're sober. It sucks that I can't ride on the back of your Harley, though, because it got repossessed because you're a degenerate scumbag. Yeah. Sad, kind of a bittersweet ending to the movie. Uh oh. Oh wait, no. What's that rumbling in the distance? Robert Forrester. It's old Bobby Forrester. He's like, we got your motorcycle back. All your friends pitched in, and we bought it from the IRS auction. What a great day. Hey, I heard some homosexual motorcycle man was looking for a motorcycle. That's right. I'm just messing with you. That's right. He, yeah, he does say that. That's weird. <laughs> Verbatim. Weird, that whole line. Weird. It's weird. Weird homo stuff coming yeah. out of nowhere at the end of this movie. Him and Rothrock get on the bike, they ride off into the sunset, and then some weird R&B song called Seduction, I would assume, because it's all about seduction, yeah. <laughs> plays over the fucking end credits. I'm like, well, this, is, this is a weirdly Barry White sounding, I guess they're going off to fuck is uh, what, uh, I guess. What, what we're left with here, I guess. the end credits here. Getting that Hummer. That's, uh, that's, that's the movie here, so oh, we're going to take a break. He wait, was going to go banger while he drove the motorcycle because he told that story in the beginning of the movie to the liquor store owner about how he knew a guy that banged right. a chick on a Harley oh, but they got in an accident. together full circle. What yeah. a beautiful ending. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> Let's take a break. The listeners are going to listen to some coming attractions. You're going to show me whoever that little redhead oh, hell yeah. porn stuff is yeah. and then when we come back Night Vision is going to enter a judgment day. Ooh, ooh. Movie star Nick Lang is looking for a part that could change his image. You don't want me to grow up. The studio doesn't want me to grow up. I'm the only one who wants me to grow up. So to play a real cop, he's going to study with the best. 
If I can walk his beat, if I can get under his skin, I will nail this party. Detective John Marks is on the trail of a killer. This party crasher has whacked out seven people. He's going to do it again soon, today maybe. And what if this cop doesn't want you tagging after him? Two pros exchanging ideas. Why wouldn't he want to do it? Not if you tied my tongue to your tailpipe and drove me 80 miles an hour naked across a field of broken glass. Now, evidently, the guy just wants to blend in so nobody knows he's Nick Lang, okay? Yeah. Ah! My trainer's got me a Nautilus and the Stairmaster, so you don't have to worry about Nick Lang. He doesn't belong here. He belongs in Never Never Land. And you're never gonna believe where I am. I'm in a ghetto. He's told me face to face that he wants to be me. It's my life. Dum, dum, dum. It's my life. Moved <sighs> into my house, you know? I'll just uh, do what you do in Hollywood. Rum drinks, fern bar, gerbil racing. You know what's next? You know, my old lady. What? I know it. Tell me. You just kissed him? You kissed his face? It's getting to where everywhere I look, I see his smiling face. I turn on the TV and I hear his voice. All of my movies, including the smoking guns, are shot on biodegradable film stock. There's only one way Moss can catch the killer without losing his mind. NYPD! NYPD! I have got to get rid of this guy. Michael J. Fox. James Woods. In a John Badham movie. The Hard Way. Coming soon to a theater near you. All right, just stop. Good morning. First time in 20 years. Got the bathroom all to myself. Gonna die on the toilet, aren't I? Guys like you don't die on toilets. For big laughs. If we're going, shouldn't I have a gun? No. no. To breathtaking action. Now we're cooking. Fun, 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 says Joel Siegel, <laughs> WABC-TV. The critics agree. This time, they're not taking any. Just get off me, man. I don't want anybody to see us like that. <sighs> Lethal Weapon 2. Rated R. Now playing at a theater near you. Looks like we made it. A little, little update. I know everybody's at the end of yeah. their seats with this mystery. Mystery solved. Renee Olstead was That's the name of name. the girl with the leaked porn that yeah. we were trying to think of. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I've, I've, I've seen her naked now, so yeah. I, I feel like I can sleep now. I feel better about she, it. She got, she got some big fake boobies, Matt. Yep. This launched a pretty terrible singing career, from, yeah. what, from what we can tell. Also, uh, investigations... Who is the Went down a rabbit hole of who's the white th- girl trying to sound soulful? Who's the three named British girl that I like? That's like, hey, I just want to Jessica smell your butt. Brown Findlay, yeah, is, is the one who's leaked porno. You were yeah. a big fan of. She's the one that captured my heart she's, the yeah, most. Yeah, she's your pick to click out, out of that whole. Of uh, the fact that was crazy. That's yeah. one of the craziest things that's ever happened when somebody on the internet was just like, uh. I hacked into every famous girl ever's phones, yeah, and they all have porn of themselves on their phones, right. and here it all is. Mm, every welcome. actress you've ever heard of, here's what their buttholes look like. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't think I've ever sat back and appreciated what an insane thing to happen that yeah. was. Like, when you said those words about everybody's buttholes, I immediately thought of the exact yeah. look was, of Hope Solo's picturing butthole. specific yeah. buttholes. I was yeah. just like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, famous I have Olympian her soccer goalie Hope Solo had that blown out hemorrhoid asshole. Oh, that's... Yeah. 
I'm, that's not that's real. another thing I'm going to have to bang real. after we're done. It was very real. After we're done talking this talk here. We like the realism. So yeah, let's get into it. Let's get this out of the way so I can spend the rest of my night butthole looking. Speaking of realism. Judgment what, Day. What are the real people this is saying? our final segment. This is when we go out to the internet to find out what you, the salt of the earth, the listeners, the people on the internet, yeah. have to say. Fappening couldn't have happened without about you folks. the films, yeah. Fappening and online movie reviews. Probably the two best things the internet has ever created. Yep. Revenge porn and IMDb reviews. Revengerine, Revengerine. Uh, as you can probably imagine, there's not a ton of reviews of this movie out there because not that many makes no people sense. have seen this movie or know that it fucking exists. Which Eber- I'm hoping, I'm hoping they get a little bit of a bump once this podcast goes out. I hope they get the baby oil and blow bump over there at uh, yeah. Amazon Prime and uh, we give them the, TV. We More give them the rub. streaming this night visions. So we'll give them the rub. I got I got a handful of reviews here that kind of goes through the whole spectrum. Okay. I, there's not a lot of people giving it five bullets or five ninja stars. Not a lot of people giving it one ninja star. Just let me I know a little what, bit of everything. Just let me know what Ebert had to say. So right here, I'm going to start off with I do have a one ninja star review. This is Ooh. from an IMDb user named Warlord. That's a pretty cool but name. Lord is like spelled like the singer. Like there's an E at the end of it. Warlord. That's not cool so anymore. Yeah, it's not not as cool. No. But uh, Warlord said, and really, I just. Chose this one for his opening line, which I liked. Boy, did this movie suck eggs. Oh. Trying to catch a serial killer, did they ever think of tracking the license plate number of the black van? Oh, that's a or really Or fingerprint the videotapes he sent? Well, they tried to. Willie yeah, Galt wanted to, but... It was a VHS bomb. Julie Paulson out. wasn't... Oh, brother, the plot of this movie was so full of holes, it was pathetic. Now I know why there are bad movies in the world. This one, however, was one of the worst. Mm. One ninja star from IMDb user, Warlord. I don't know if really is the singer Lord or not. Nate, so uh, far, that man had said nothing wrong. That's true, but I'm still not convinced. I know, I need I'm more. Nowhere near yeah, giving this right, thing one ninja yeah. star. Usually I got to throw out half of what these people say. Though. Right, right. Yeah. This, let's see what this next person, because I got a one and a half ninja star okay. IMDb review for somebody named Colwyn here. Colwyn? Colwyn. Let's mm-hmm. see if they bring up any points. I'm not, I don't like this name. The sheer awfulness of this movie is difficult to fathom. Oh, well, I remember why I picked oh, this boy. one. This one gets real annoying. <sighs> to start with, the plot is almost non-dimensional. Oh, okay. A Skid Row cop teams up with a tough female rookie to catch a serial killer who videotapes his victims. The killer rides around in space-age comfort in a night black van mm-hmm. and tasers his victims so that he never has to leave his TV monitors, yeah. which can seemingly see into any bedroom in the city. Okay. <laughs> and in an attempt well to expand this tiny plot line, we discover that the killer has an accomplice on the police force. Who could it be? It is difficult to find the entire point of this movie. It's not a sex movie, as there is about 20 seconds of bosom in the whole film. Uh, it's not a, a fighting movie, as Cynthia Rothrock, famous for various Jackie Chan-style films throughout the 80s and 90s, delivers about five kicks throughout the whole movie. It's a little more than that. The acting in this film is awful, so I suppose it's a good thing that no one attempted to develop any of the characters. Apparently missed all that backstory about the dead dads right? yeah. and the struggles with sobriety. Dumb yeah. bitch. The technical aspects and realism of the film fall flat in so many places. Where? From Cynthia's computer knowledge, quote unquote. She said she had it. To the killer's video monitoring system. To the 40 bullet shootouts where no one gets hit or runs out of ammo. The killer specifically runs, runs out of yeah. ammo and gives up. And then the movie has to yeah, end. Yeah, there's so many what holes in the end of your review. Oh, and one more thing. Okay, I'm listening. What does anything in this movie have to do 
with night vision. And you're back to speaking <laughs> truth. It is truly difficult to believe that a movie this bad was made in 1998. Okay, it was made in 1996 probably. Yeah, calm down. Technology wasn't It there. is reminiscent of the bad cop movies of 20 years ago. I would recommend watching Water Evaporate before I would recommend this movie to anyone. Oh, that's so funny. Last time happened. I heard that one, I fell off my dinosaur. IMDb user Colwyn. Colwyn, you can go win to the deep end, and I hope you don't know how to swim. We're moving it along here. We're progressing. Somebody who likes this a little bit more. This next one is a two Ninja Star review from a letterboxed user, BB. Just two Bs. Hey, BB. Hey, BB. Who says... Bushwick Bill was in Night Vision with Robert Forster, who was in Jackie Brown with Robert De Niro, who was in Sleepers with Kevin fucking Bacon. Mic drop. Two ninja stars from BB, who might be Bushwick Bill, who just Kevin Bacon gamed himself on Letterboxd, I'm thinking maybe. But he only gave the film two stars. Yeah, you know, he's... He's not gonna realist. lie to you. He's like, yeah. He's like, you, you can you can trust this guy. He's got a he's little not a bullshitter. He's got a little Stallone in yeah. him. It's that great movie. Uh-huh. We had fun. We First had B doesn't stand it. for bullshit, Bill. It's Bushwick yeah, Bill. That's fair. That's fair. Okay, what do I have now here? Uh here, Ooh, we, here we go. Three and a half ninja stars. Oh all the rest of them are from Letterboxd. Everybody who liked the movie was on Letterboxd for fair reason. Letterboxd user Justin La Liberty. La Liberty. Three and a half ninja stars. He says. There's a scene in this where a dwarf in a top hat walks into a kitchen and says, I got the deal on the chief ravioli. He's the porno king. <laughs> to Fred Williamson and Cynthia Rothrock. Yep. Only moments after Williamson offers Rothrock a Twinkie while in his underwear. Yep. His professional outfit true. to sit around and drink root beer in when not out policing. Barks root beer. This is balls out, dumb as shit genre cinema with Williamson as the skid row cop with bad knees and an even worse drinking problem. Rothrock is partnered up with him and gets to kick some weirdos. And then they've got Robert Forster above them wearing some fly suits and taking charge as Robert Forster does. And they're going after the video stalker, who is slut-shaming girls via videotape and yeah. doing all sorts of heinous shit that just really pisses Williamson and company off. This rules. It ends with Williamson dressed as a cowboy. Did I mention it's from the same director as Never Too Young to Die? Boom. Three and a half ninja stars from Justin LaLiberty, who makes a lot of good Sensible points. Sensible young man. A lot of good points. He's good. He's, I'll tell you right now, he's a straight shooter with upper management. Didn't top out, him. though. Didn't find any five ninja stars, but I did find somebody willing to go four. Okay. There's a letterbox user named Steven who gave this four ninja stars. Ballsy. He says, I love movies that have smooth R&B theme songs about the lead character getting sober. Okay. Four ninja stars. All right. From the letterbox user, Steven. That's a fair That's assessment. That's our rundown of online um, reviews. So now it's yeah. balls in your court, man. What's What do you got? What are your final thoughts in Ninja Star rating? Nate. On Night Vision. This movie did a lot of things. None of them well. Oh, wow. But it did a lot of things that we love. Sure. There was fighting. There was shooting. There was explosions. There was chases. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of tatays. There were some comedy lines. There were old school cop we, actors we, we love. a lot of laughs. Yeah. We shared a lot. Shared a lot of memories. But at the very, very heart of this movie, mm -hmm. it is a bad movie. Oh, it's just a very bad well, that's movie. That's kind of judgmental, wouldn't you think? No, it's like factually, oh. it's just a bad movie. But. It's okay. also one of the things that it does well. 
Because it's a being bad, a bad movie. Yeah, I it's love really bad good movies. at being a bad movie. I, I agree. And uh, I just this thing's a fucking. It's a man. It might most be the most like brain breaking, perplexing bad movie of all time. I hate it. I love it. I don't know if I want more of it, my but mother, I'm glad I sister, fucking my saw mother, it. My sister. I'm gonna tell you right now. Three ninja stars. Three solid ninja stars yeah. coming at me from across the table here. Fucking, you make a lot of great points. Yeah. This movie is too crazy to live, too weird to die, yeah. man. Sleazy, like, 70s serial mm. killer plot, but with, like, corny 80s exploitation tone. Yeah. But predicts a bunch of stuff going to happen in the future. A heavy dose of Fred Williamson walking around in his undies. That's true. Buddy cops who kiss each other on the mouth. I just pretended that Fred this movie Williamson melted my brain. And the Rob Forrester melted my brain. Buddy cops. I, do you think they kiss on the mouth sometimes? Oh, I know for a fact. <laughs> Could yeah. be. Uh, this movie does not belong coming out in 1997. No. I don't know how it was made or why or why it exists, but I'm very happy that it does because it's one of my new favorites. Three and a half ninja stars. Ooh. Fucking one of the most entertaining bad movies I've seen in a long yeah. time. I don't. I love you, it. Uh, love just it. to touch on what you said, it doesn't belong or doesn't you know deserve to come out in 97 i don't really know what year this movie deserves to come out (laughs) yeah that's a good point it's uh it's timeless timeless. yeah Yeah, it's a timeless timeless classic classic. huh baby one blow says check it out so we might disagree on the star rating but this is the first one that we've called a timeless classic. That's true, yeah. Put it on the box if this thing ever gets released yeah. in a physical form. Baby Oil and Blow say a timeless classic. Uh, we got we got more timeless classics coming Dang, up. We're only so halfway through time. our month of buddy cop movies. Uh-huh. Why can't we be friends? Why can't happening. we be friends? This, so this one, this next one we're going to watch next uh, next week. Yeah. I haven't seen it since I was a kid. Oh. But I remember thinking it was fucking a1 film when i was a kid i remember being like this is a clever premise this is some great actors who i thoroughly enjoy is it turner and hooch no we're not doing turner and hooch that's probably gonna be a a dog cop month that we're gonna do at some point i could see it no we're talking about michael j fox (gasps) we're talking about james woods hollywood set buddy cop movie the hard way fucking check it out come back we'll talk about it next week that's what we do And the blue. And also remember, stay single. It's a long road when you're on your own. And it hurts when they tear your dreams apart. Use a friend